You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. and welcome to ring post radio it is the halloween edition of ring post radio so it's a very spooky time i did this bit on happy hour scotty spooky (laughs) oh no oh no the storm is a brewing and we'll get to the storm that's a brewing that happens to be behind scotty uh but of course i'm ryan nicey your host and with me as always is scotty edwards scotty how are you doing I'm doing great. It's Halloween. I don't necessarily, it's not like my favorite holiday or anything, but it's a fun time. You know, all the little, all the little children get to have a good time. Uh, there's costumes and whatnot. And you know what? I may have a couple, uh, a couple tricks up my sleeves tonight. We'll see what happens. I'm you, you teased me with, with tricks and treats and of that nature. And I am intrigued to say the least. Unfortunately, this is not late night ring post radio. We will not have the bops and beeps and boops and whatever the hell Ryan was doing with his wine. We have, we're back to normal timing, as you can see, but don't you worry. It'll just be as off the hinges as possible. Yeah, that, that we can, that we can assure. Uh, so you're, you, you said you're not big on Halloween. Uh, what I am also not big on Halloween. <laughs> that might be upsetting to the listeners, but like, I, it's, it's what about Halloween ir- irks you? For me, it's, I'm not, I'm not a big dresser upper. I'm not a big costume wearer. Uh, and I just, there's something about that. I'm just like, I'm, I, I just don't really like that, that part of it. Yeah, I'm not big into costumes. Like, I'm a big time. Like, if I have to go somewhere, I'm going to put the minimum effort into a costume. So like, you know, like how people used to do like Facebook and they'd like put a book on their face or something Mm -hmm. stupid. Mm -hmm. That's still too much for me. So, so my costumes today, spoiler alert, are going to be very minimum effort, but they're going to be worth it. I promise. Yeah. Did you see a picture of me on a happy hour from last Thursday? I have not. Uh, It is. Dress up. I did dress up the entire episode. But you didn't dress up for this? I had a so I had a costume. Uh I was going to get a costume. I was gonna be Brandon Cutler, and then it fell through because I couldn't find the face mask thing for cheap. I was gonna get it on Amazon on Tuesday, but it was like forty bucks. And I was like, I'm not spending forty bucks on this costume for a two hour bit. All my costumes today are just stuff I already had, but it's gonna be great. Yeah, I'll, I have two for the price of one. AK, you're welcome. I'll fill in for you. There we go. Instead, I'm gonna be a fan of of Countout, obviously, with with this Countout t- t-shirt merch. What a mark! Merch. What a mark! <laughs> He's marking out for his own podcast hey, network. What a mark! They are for sale, <laughs> so go grab buy one today. now. You can also buy a Ring Post Radio sticker if true. you're feeling true. crazy feeling up for it do it um all right maybe we do like a, a sale where it's like you buy a shirt and you get a ring post radio sticker oh maybe you know what you should play you know before we get into our first topic maybe you should play like the undertaker music mm-hmm. or um uh you know something spooky 
some no maybe like something more you know like mourning or like we're mourning something oh or, a, f- a funeral uh, dirge not, yeah not that anything you know died <laughs> i'm gonna type in funeral dirge in into google and we'll see what we get oh google's spooky <laughs> <laughs> google's spooky apparently see this is this is the show ladies and gentlemen we're always prepared at all times uh-huh here we go. Oh, so, some somewhere down the road, and like you know, oh. hello. <laughs> <laughs> that was definitely the vibe I just got from that. The, yeah. <laughs> well, let's get into the actual goddamn show, why don't we, Scotty? Uh, I would love to, and it, it wouldn't be the Halloween episode about talking about spooky scary the biggest news obviously um that came out of this week is ring of honor seems to be um shutting their doors for a couple months uh that's that's at least the um what they're giving out to us um i got the um pr report here scotty um throughout the pan this is of course from ring of honor themselves which by the way i found it on twitter and not the website (laughs) I could not coincidence. I could not find this on the Ring of Honor you know website. You know what's funny about the Twitter thing is like they tweeted that, and then like two minutes later, they're like, "Watch Ring of Honor week by week." <laughs> I was like, "That's so funny and sad." Uh, Ring of Honor tweeted out that throughout the pandemic, our t- top priority was to keep everyone healthy and safe. And despite not producing any live events over eighteen months, we were able to keep everyone fully contracted. We now find ourselves at a time where we need to make changes to our business operations and are planning a pivot for Ring of Honor with a new mission and strategy. The The year will culminate with a final battle in December and will be taking the first quarter of 2022 to work internally to reimagine Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor has been the most has the most dedicated fans of the industry and we appreciate the loyalty and patience as we reconceptualize Ring of Honor. We anticipate the returning we anticipate returning to live events in April for the Super, Con- Super Card of Honor with a new fan-focused product and to provide a unique experience for wrestling fans. Of course, there are more news that came out about that. Not only are doing the final battle in December, they're also going to be doing a television taping in November, apparently. Um, don't know the dates on that. I think November was the only thing that came out about that. There are um, The bigger aspect to all of this is when it comes to um, the wrestlers themselves, Ring of Honor, practically released all of their wrestlers, um, practically being that they are still expected to work the television tapings in November, they're still expected to work Final Battle in December, and they're going to be paid by Ring of Honor up until December. If they have longer contracts, they'll be paid up until March. Um, but they can basically go wherever they want right now. Uh, there are already people popping up. Bandito's going to GCW for a few. Uh, I imagine the Briscoes are going to stay in GCW for a few. Um, uh, who else has popped up? I'm trying to remember. Brody King's going to Beyond and GCW. Mm-hmm. Tracy Williams is also going to Beyond. Um, there's a bunch Still of people waiting for that up. one domino to fall that I think we're all waiting for. And uh, he's going to less shows now instead of more, which is very confusing. Yeah. Very intriguing. But they can show up. Literally, they can show up to, you know, Dynamite on Wednesday. They can show up to uh, WWE NXT uh, on Tuesday. 2.0. 2.0, please. My apologies, sir. Uh, they can show up wherever as soon as they want. Obviously, you know, 
they're still contracted Ring of Honor, but Ring of Honor is just going to let them work, it seems like. Uh, you still have to contact through them. And then there's also conflicting reports about what is happening with the video library. Um, Fightful at one point, I believe if someone else said that the video library is up for grabs, up for sale. Uh, there are other people. Uh, Brian Alvarez of the Wrestling Observer says that it is not up for sale. Um, I, I imagine it's kind of like WWE where it's like they're not necessarily selling it, but if they if you give them a good enough number, they're going to be like, sure. Um, so if I was, you know, WWE Tony Khan, I would be uh, calling up uh, Ring of Honor and seeing if they uh, want to offload that video library. Um, I mean, but if I'm if I'm Tony Khan, I'm bringing the Brinks truck and then some more oh, yeah. to get that because you're oh, the majority of your top stars best years came in Ring of Honor. Yeah, and not just that, um, but you you know Tony Khan All is in. saying. All in, which is the bigger thing to me. <laughs> you don't want you don't want WWE having the rights to all in. Um, but then there's also the aspect of like Ring Tony Khan saying that they want to have a uh, streaming service for AEW mm-hmm. at some point, and having the Ring of Honor video library on there is a pretty big deal for them. Uh, can sell some more uh, stuff for them. Um, but with all that news, uh, this is very dark days in professional wrestling. This is very sad news, but and obviously we're already seeing the fallout from it when it comes to like, wrestler bookings and whatnot. Um, so what, do you, what are your take? What do you feel about all of this, Scotty? Uh, it, it's very sad. You know, like, at the end of the day, Ring of Honor is a place where most of today's wrestling stars got their start. They, you know, dip their toe there. Like you just name countless um, wrestlers and it feels like they've all been there. Like I said, with AEW, Kenny Omega, the young bucks, Cody Rhodes, Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson. Yes. I'm going to say two people because there was two different ages there. Uh, you know, CM Punk, the list goes on. Cold Cabana, Jack yada, yada yada yeah. There's so many. There, it's it. I could go down most of the roster, and I'd probably be right. Uh, and you know, it, this isn't the end of Ring of Honor. Hopefully, like by all accounts, it is not the end of Ring of Honor. But it sucks. It just sucks because I think we can all agree, like more wrestling promotions that give people the chance to be seen is better for the business and it makes me sad because it felt like roh was finally jumping in on the forbidden door stuff they were finally you know turning that corner because they had a lot they had a dark age there in ring of honor but they didn't go out of business or anything I went to a show during that time in Ring of Honor, mm-hmm. um, and it's one of the most fun I've ever had at a show because they still can put on a great show. Yeah, sure, maybe you weren't, you know, jumping for joy with the Kingdom on top rather than you know the Elite two years prior. But for me, it's still just fun because if you go to a wrestling show and you don't think about, oh, is this going to be you know a five star classic match, you can always have fun. And I think that's one of the things I'm most sad about because you and me are like 
we're like a month removed from talking about how Ring of Honor has really built themselves back. And they've gone to this point where they have a great roster. They built a women's division that you can actually celebrate. And now it's just all over. Like all of that's done for right now. Uh, I know there's been rumors of they could be becoming something like a GCW all over again. Like they could become a super indie, which you know, might be best case scenario for them at this point, because that way, you know, you don't have to have signed contracts. You pay on a per uh, an agreement type deal. Uh, your roster is interchangeable. It It's just upsetting, though, because Ring of Honor, it has a real fan base after almost 20 years. And there's you feel for the guys like Jonathan Gresham, and the briscoes and jay lethal the ones that have stayed there through thick and thin and now it's all over for them right now yeah it's it sucks because as we were saying in the pre-show banter before the show started um that ring of honor is a couple months away april 2022 would have been their 20th anniversary um just very close to that marker and in a weird way, they're going back to their roots with their 20th anniversary. But it's not a way that we all wanted or nor did we expect. Obviously, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of different things that came into play here. I mean, you know, we felt that Ring of Honor was doing good television and good, had a good roster. But obviously, there aren't they weren't selling tickets or anything like that. When they did sell tickets, they weren't selling a whole lot of them. Um, even even before the pandemic, they weren't selling a bunch. COVID obviously hurt them like like nobody else. I mean, COVID hurt everybody, but uh, because they took the moral route in protecting their employees and contractors and whatnot, they got hurt the arguably the worst. I mean, the only other I think it was like Meltzer that said something like. The only other company that's like up to like Ring of Honor standards and protecting their crew is like New Japan, and New Japan put out the the um, uh, report or the financial reports saying that they basically broke even this year or the past year. So Ring of Honor was out for longer, and they were paying for people the entire time, and they weren't doing as and none of their TV had audiences, and all of that hurt them. And then on top of that. You got the Sinclair part of it, where Sinclair is like $8 billion in debt right now, and they screwed themselves over. They get hacked, and they lose even more money, and now they're looking at cutting costs. And Ring of Honor, which is this, uh, this you know, stuffed pig over here, needs to be, is apparently getting slaughtered. And that hurts the entire wrestling industry, because, you know, that's one less place you can go to. I mean, you can still go there, like you said, on a day-to-day basis, but you know, it's not—it's not a contract. It's not guaranteed money. It's not pretty. It's not decent money either. Um, you know, the top stars just you know working, getting decent money, just staying in Ring of Honor. Um, and like you said, now we're at a point where you have this entire roster is free. This entire roster at a point where. WWE is changing up how they hire people or who they hire. They are no longer hiring these Ring of Honor stars, it would seem like. Um, the youngest person is probably like Roxy, and they might pick her up. Um, I can see them pick up Roxy. Yeah. 
um, the AEW, I mean, we talk about it every time. The AEW says, hey, if people are available, I'm going to pick up people. There's no roster budget gap or cap. Um, I think the only problem there is you don't want to just bring in the entire Ring of Honor roster, you know? Like, yeah. And, I, and and they're not going to be able to. And I don't no. even know how many people they'll be able, even able to bring in. Like, to me, like, five has to be, like, the max for a while. Because they already have an overbloated roster. Like, I don't know the last time I saw certain people on AEW. And it's just, that's the way it is. They, you know, they're good at shuffling them in and out. But, I mean, you don't want to add, like, all of Violence Unlimited, all of the Foundation, and all of Shane Taylor promotions, and then you only see them on Dark. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sure we'll see someone on Dark, though, soon from Ring of Honor. The Ring of Honor, because what Ring of Honor also was, was a place to see more wrestlers wrestle. And now it's like, you know, you have all of these people out there in the open, Obviously, you got pe- these are people who are experienced wrestlers, have a bunch of TV time. They know how to work in front of a television in a studio setup. They've done pay-per-view shows. They've had, you know, good to de- you know, decent to great wrestling matches. They aren't like, you know, I hate to say it, but they aren't like your, you know, indie person, you know, on these random bookings all over the globe. Right. You know, they're they're not like these. These are people that like, oh, they're ready to go right now. And you pick them up, and then my concern is then all the indie people that are trying to go up will get pushed back down a little bit mm-hmm. because you know the rosters are full, the spots are taken. This you know, Tony Khan says that like Ring of you know they don't have uh, roster caps, but you have time, you have time caps. Yeah, and unless you make another show, I don't know what you're gonna do. It it not just affects like the the Ring of Honor wrestlers specifically. It affects like all independent wrestling, and they, in in some would say maybe that's a good thing. That means all these indie wrestlers can get even more time to hone their craft. But you know that's even more time to not make as much money as you could right now. I don't know. It's it's bad for a lot of different aspects, but I don't know. It don't know. it's it's rough. It, it's terribly rough and it's it's an easy assumption that a couple wrestlers are picked up by aw like oh it's yeah, not a doubt. let's not get crazy here like it's going to happen um i think i'm most interested you know when we just talk about the talent not talk about ring of honor where do they go and i think a lot of people you know that was instant like reaction of let's start fantasy booking where these wrestlers go. And uh, for me, I wanted to hesitate a little bit and wait till now really to think about that because, you know, we pretty much just got told ring of honor could be just gone. Uh, <laughs> poof gone. I know there, you said something in the pre-show banter that was just like, well, that press release does say we plan on doing this and this is what we're going to shoot for. Yeah. That doesn't say anything like we're coming back. It's like we plan on coming back in April. Yeah. And I, I, I listened or read some stuff that Joe Coff talked about. And he, you know, he sounded like, okay, we want to come back, but we really just don't know right now. Cause it was all very sudden. It's hard yeah. to just be like, yeah, we'll, we'll be back. We'll be better than ever. Like you can't just say that. Uh, but you know, yeah. You start thinking about where the talent go, what do the talent do? There's a lot of names that have a lot of value 
that are leaving that roster. Um, I think everyone, you know, in wrestling right now said, where the hell is Jonathan Gresham going? And, and and he's conspicuous by the idea that he's cutting back his indie bookings. Yeah. That's, so that's, either that's he's already got a contract. <laughs> either he's got a contract, he's got a plan. Uh, here's the thing for me when it comes to Jonathan Gresham. I could see him not signing a solidified deal right off the bat because I could see him being hopeful that Ring of Honor does come back and he can still be a part of that. I could see that happen, but I could also see Jonathan Gresham, you know, sign with AEW or uh, we were, we were going over pre-show. He canceled the booking on November 20th and November 27th. And I don't know what other bookings he has besides those, but it wouldn't be crazy to think he could be doing something you know, maybe outside the country, maybe he's already signed a contract. I'm just saying, like, we have there's a lot of uh, different reasons you start canceling bookings while you're while your while main you your main release. source of, your main source of income is basically go out and do something. Yeah. So it makes me think he might, you know, maybe he's already locked up. Maybe he's I'm not I'm not saying this real quickly. I'm not saying we have no idea, obviously. No. I'm just saying that impact turning point is on November 20th. (laughs) An indie date that Jonathan Gresham canceled. I understand that his wife's there, but come on now. (laughs) Come on now. I I think Jordan Grace could be doing better too, by the way. I don't think, but that's beside the point. Uh, I Maybe he wants to do the best of the Super Juniors. Maybe he wants to go to AEW. Who knows what Jonathan Gresham wants to do. But I think the number one thing is for us as fans is to just cheer on these guys and hope they yeah. find work. And like when I saw Brody King was going to be on, I was like, hell yeah, Brody King is great. I think Brody King's a guy that is going to be one of the top names to take advantage of this because I think his name was only becoming bigger and bigger with his involvement in New Japan Strong, mm-hmm. and I can only see him doing huge things. Um, and I think a lot of people were, you know, ready to think AEW, AEW, AEW. I think New Japan should get some credit here. I think they're going to sign a chunk as well from Ring of Honor. But that's just me. Yeah, the question is for where all these guys are going. You keep, you brought up Best of Super Juniors, and I just wanted to look it up real quick. Best of Super Juniors is like in conjunction with World Tag League. I think I read somewhere that they are doing Best of Super Junior and World Tag League matches in the same nights instead of last year, which was one night was World Tag League, one night was Best of Super Juniors. I think they're, that's what they're doing. Don't quote me on that. I'm not sure. Either way... Yes, they are doing it at the same time. Yeah, either way, the it starts November 13th, and if, you know, if Gresham or anybody else wanted to go over to New Japan and work those dates, they would be... They would have had to have flown out and be in quarantine, the two-week quarantine, oh, right, right now. Then, yeah, he's probably not doing that. Well, we have no idea because I don't think Gresham has worked anything else 
uh, they're probably. I wonder if they're gonna do the Super J Cup again. They probably are. I mean, well, no, yeah, no. Gresham's not gonna be invested in Super Juniors because he's at um, New Japan Detonation on November fifteenth. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, he's not fully not in the best of Super. He's staying in the states. But I'm still wondering what the 20th and 27th are. That's just yeah. That's those are just weird dates to me. Makes you think. And you got everyone's got to remember November 13th. That's full gear. Just just be ready. Like that's that's a potential spot where someone could debut. I know a lot of people are talking about Mr. Wyndham, but. You know, this Ring of Honor stuff, there's so many possibilities. And at the end of the day, I think you and me can agree, instead of, you know, just naming all these wrestlers and where they could possibly go, we just hope that they find work and they keep getting noticed because, like, for me, you know, they signed Miranda Alizé and Trisha Dora and Roxy all back to back to back. I was like, that that that's three pillars to build a women's division around right there. So like, I hope they find work ASAP because I think those three were great. I mean, tr- I think Trisha Dora is, you know, more well-known than either of the other two right now, you know, um, her coverage in PWI, she's got a lot of coverage and whatnot. So, you know, this goes for all the talent. I just hope they find work. I hope that we as a you know, as fans can see them in multiple places as well, because that's that's the beauty of. I mean, we're going to see Bandito everywhere. That man's a star. Like that's just a guarantee. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to see where Dragon Lee goes and Roosh, and you know, Roosh doesn't have to fake an injury anymore. So you know, there's there's so many different ways to go here. Yeah, no, there's a lot of different ways to go with this. Uh, I was thinking about whether or not. I wonder if the Ring of Honor Women's re- Division reboot. I'm trying to say this as objective as possible. I yeah. I like the women's what they were doing with it, but I one could probably argue that that was a move to try to generate more money or buzz. And I wonder if they did. They definitely got buzz. I feel they definitely got buzz. But I wonder if they made any more money off of the women's division. I mean, I don't you know, know you, how you look at those could. ticket sales from that one show, and they weren't that great. Yeah, I don't know how the women's division could cuz cuz it's like that to me is like that was a move to do more stuff which I think I was a good thing to do for women's division. And then you can look at what they were doing with GCW. That was what your that forbidden door thing you're talking about. That was the thing they did after the women's division reboot is okay, let's now introduce the forbidden door aspect. Let's mm. hitch our wagon onto GCW who seems to be going up in the uh the minds of the wrestling world, which I think is the irony to me is not lost on the fact that ring of this happens to ring of honor as GCW is getting the Hammerstein ballroom, a ring of honor man stay man stay, main stay arena, which I'm not saying there's anything there. I'm just saying that that's, you know, you're talking about ring of honor being a, a the second tier American wrestling promotion, third tier that is obviously dr- dropped significantly and GCW is on the rise. Uh, yeah passing ships passing ships i think a lot of people have you know come to agreement that gcw is what ring of honor once was yeah uh and for me gcw is a weird one because like they have their usuals but they're increasingly getting these huge major names now helping them out uh i guess i'm i'm I mean, I always thought this was kind of over anyways, but the New Japan relationship with Ring of Honor, clearly 
no longer happening. Uh, or what I wonder if, if no, that... one, no one knows what is happening. <laughs> well, but it, I looks like, it, it looks like AEW has replaced them. Yeah, because they share their talent with Ring uh, with New Japan for New Japan Strong a lot, mm-hmm. but it's definitely seemed AEW not not only has replaced them, but now can have a bigger stranglehold on that relationship, which is you know probably best for them. What do you think uh, about that again? That wrestling take that was out there that uh, there was like a wrestling take out there that was like ah, AEW is the reason Ring of Honor is all this stuff. Do, do, I mean, do you point? Are you pointing fingers at AEW? I'm pointing fingers like at Sinclair and COVID and like maybe. 5% or 10% of my finger pointing is AEW, but like... I think there's multiple places to actually point as to why Ring of Honor is where it's at. It's, you know, at themselves. It's at WWE, actually, for NXT, because there was a time where Triple H pretty much bludgeoned Ring of Honor with signings, yep. absolutely destroyed them. Uh-huh. And without the Elite, this could have happened a long time ago uh you know adam cole was their top star he was their bona fide top star they took him kyle o'reilly bobby fish the list goes on samoa joe roderick strong roderick strong mr roh that's literally his nickname they took him like the the list is a long one and i think nxt was just the first chip of many um of course i mean AEW without no elite that that was the i always felt that was the big blow that you know even even joe cough in that interview acknowledged that he thinks that they screwed up not not they did. helping out the, and i think they the did lead. you know if they worked more with them to you know create something bigger who knows i mean they weren't going to be tony khan but they could have been the people they could have you know I mean, they could went they, to them before Tony Khan ever did. They could have been Tony Tony Khan, but then that's the the other finger point yeah. is that Sinclair has more money than Tony Khan. Yet they were like, nah, never mind. Yeah, and you know, the Young Bucks were very loyal to Ring of Honor, but you know, things happen. They they had to move up in the world. They they probably saw the writing on the wall. Like, it was also a them. super sexy opportunity to start your own wrestling promotion. There there's so many people to there's so many possible you know spots to blame here. But at the end of the day, I think you know Sinclair never fully embracing Ring of Honor is one of their true downfalls. Yeah. Um, they 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 bought it as content, nothing more nothing less look at the television spots which by the way i have no idea i have no idea how to watch i watch I, I ring of learned, honor on the website i learned ring of honor is on the network that i work for now it is on at like 12 midnight on fridays and i was like oh because i was walking by the other day it's on at 12 midnight and it's on during the day on the second channel mm-hmm. and i was walking by like one of the tv like production rooms and i saw ring of honor on i was like is that shane taylor what am what am i where am i i was like what is happening and i stopped and i was like oh interesting that is ring of honor uh so yeah i mean sinclair could have done so much more for ring of honor ring of honor could be in the same breath as a lot of the top promotions right now and at the end of the day, they didn't care enough to do that. Yeah. So who's to blame here? It's Sinclair. It's not Ring of Honor. 
I think it's Sinclair because Ring of Honor, you know, selling to Sinclair made all the sense in the world. That was just to, you know, make them bigger, get them on TV. But at the end of the day, you know, it's frustrating. Sucks. It's frustrating. I and like you said at the t- uh, uh, before, uh, obviously there are a lot of wrestlers who we would love to be in different spots. There are a lot of wrestlers that we think could be really good in different companies. But it's just, it is a matter of time. You know, you have all of these guys available. You got all of the WWE people that were cut that are now available, like your, you know, Strowman's not signed anywhere. Bronson Reed's not anywhere. Wyndham Rotunda is not anywhere. You got all these guys available still. And, uh, you know, who knows what else they could cut. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, these other companies, I mean, I'm not. I don't think it's related in any capacity. I do think their excuse for cutting people is bullshit because it is this company, but MLW is already cutting people. Uh, <laughs> and apparently Sean Ross Sapp even said that like Sean Ross Sapp said that the reason that they're cutting people apparently according to MLW is because um, they don't want their live shows to be as long as they are. <laughs> and so I was like, what? So they're cutting people like Jordan Oliver or the the great man Buku Dao, Beast Man, Leo Bryan. They're cutting and finally these... Mance Warner. Mance Lord wrestle who hasn't wrestled for them for like a year and a half. But Mance Warner. They Tom probably... they let Tom Lawler go apparently. Yeah, that's a big one. But but uh, but also I... before I before I let you speak, uh, Sean Ross Sapp also said that MLW is already looking to hire people. <laughs> I think MLW is a company that like gets on my nerves consistently with everything they do. We'll get to them because like MLW is like they have good ideas and you know they have Jacob Fatu and I feel like Jacob Fatu is enough to make me watch most of the time, Uh, and they just do things that make no sense to me, which we'll get to later. So I won't even talk about it. But I wanted to bring up MLW because they're a company that. I don't, they're saying it's not related. They're saying it has to do with the length of their shows, which I think you can do other things besides cutting people to fix that. Um, but they cutting, they're cutting people. They cut Jordan Oliver, some guy that, you know, got up in the GCW scene, got a little hot. They brought in and now they're cutting again. Tom uh, Oliver is definitely leaving anyways. Yeah, <laughs> and that, way, yeah, I agree. So. I agree. But, but now according to Sean Rassap, they are, apparently bringing in people they want to bring in other people and i'm like oh look at that they cut people to make room to hire more people i'm not saying i'm not saying that anything's connected i'm just saying that you know i'm looking at the tea leaves here and you know i, I wouldn't be surprised if other companies do that look at aew they they're loaded they're gonna need cut rooms let's be honest you can hire as many people as you want but you're not you can't there's no way there's no way you can financially do that NWA is going to get some of these guys, sadly. Yeah, I thought about that. <laughs> Impact will get people. Come, there's going to come a time where Tony Khan is going to have to, you know, be like, okay, I cannot keep, you know, all these people rostered. I can't. Never mind. I'm not going to say it. Never mind. Yeah, saying anyone's name is like dunking on some wrestler and be like, oh, this person should get cut. Nah, <laughs> screw it. I'm going to do it. it. I can't keep Abaddon signed to my company anymore. I have to say it because I'm just. Oh, I, I feel like this is a once a week thing for me now, but oh my god, I don't understand when I watched the other day. Uh, 
this they they signed a lot of wrestlers at the beginning that they don't use anymore and they haven't released them like kip do you know kip sabian works for AEW still i learned this the other day i think he's injured so that's fair remember but, remember when uh tony khan at some point told sunny kiss that fight for the fallen was her show <laughs> and then they and then, <laughs> then sunny kiss wasn't on fight for the fallen last last time Oh, that's funny that you bring up Sunny Kiss. Uh, you know, did you see like the Misha Tate tweet going around this week of like, I'm only on Andre and Hogan or something. Yeah, yeah. Everyone was like, watch this, you know, technical Kobashi versus Samoa Joe. <laughs> I said, watch Kenny Omega versus Sunny Kiss. <laughs> I was like, sure. this is perfect professional wrestling. I, w- I would say Cody versus Sunny Kiss. Oh, that's a, that's one too. It's <laughs> actually really well, good. I just picked a 26 second match <laughs> where, where Kenny is just doing mm-hmm. at the end, which is just amazing. Uh, which is interesting because John Moxley's kind of doing the same little like gimmick right now, just pointing that out. Oh, yeah, um, he's turning heel. I, I'll say, yeah, that. yeah, facts. Uh, but yeah, Ring of Honor, sad, very sad. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully they return. Obviously, with the new agreements that they'll have, they might be able to bring back guys. You know, I, I'm, you know, I'm not going to be surprised that people on the lower tier of the roster, like your Beer City Bruiser type guys, are going to be coming back or whatever. Oh, he wants to show the the logo. I wouldn't be surprised that, like, you know, the lower guys, Beer City Bruiser, you know, Cheeseburger to an extent. I wouldn't be surprised if some of these people come back. Or even like even the top tier guys like a Tracy Williams, Jonathan Gresham. I wouldn't be surprised if they come back to work the dates, but that's up to them, and that is up to where, if anywhere, they sign. Um, so we'll see how everything plays out. You know, there I'm. This is still an evolving story. I imagine there'll be more information as weeks go on. We'll see what happens if that tape library. And we'll see what happens in April. Let's go on to our next bit Sorry. of stuff Sorry, here. Disappeared. Oh yeah, you disappeared. You're you're just Ring of Honor now. I'm back. I'm back. Uh, I'm getting rid of Ring of Honor now. We're moving on to the rest of the show. Moving on to the next topic. NXT Halloween Havoc. Whoo boy. This was a show. <laughs> this was a show. And you know, I'm not gonna lie to you. Some of it left me like not angry, which was shocking. Uh you know, some of it left me like, what? what is going on? What happened? But, you know, it happens. I'm trying to get my video view back. There we are! Hey, there he is. The man's back. So it's, it's Halloween Havoc, which means it's Halloween time here. In, and it's time we get costumes going, ladies and gentlemen. So give me a second. Oh, he's going to get a costume. You, you take the show. You start talking about Halloween Havoc. I'll get the sure, sure, sure. Halloween Havoc happened last Tuesday. Uh, oh boy, uh, just my general thoughts on the show. Look, if you skip all of the comedy, <laughs> whoa, where did Scotty go? Where did Scotty go? I don't know where he is. I, I lost a guys. I am our truth, uh, Charles. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, welcome to the show, John. How are you doing? Doing, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Uh, you know, um, this is a big get for Ring Post Radio. I gotta say, yeah, I mean, yeah. Is... I mean, I definitely am dressed up as a Halloween character. I'm not. I don't just become John Cena on the spot. But you know, it's a funny story. I actually dressed as John Cena when I was like eight. Really? Yeah. Look at me now. Look at me now. Still dressed as John Cena. <laughs> Still dressed as John Cena, but this time 
I got the belt. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Feel pretty big, big time. But yeah, let's talk about Halloween havoc. Yeah, now that you're officially uh, in costume. Yeah, now that I'm in costume. First costume of the two by the end of the show. Oh, shit. Should have did it the other way around. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what the first match was. Give me a second. <laughs> you can start it off. You can start it off. Well, hey, uh, we'll start off with the first match. NXT Women's Tag Team Triple Threat Scare Way to Hell Ladder Match. What is Scotty Alrighty. doing? If you if you guys are not watching twitch.tv uh, forward Alrighty. slash countout, you're missing gold here. So the Scare so, Way to Hell Ladder Match. So so this isn't uh, this isn't Io Shirai mask that definitely does not fit my head. <laughs> <laughs> and. And it's really cool, but the whole purpose of the mask actually wasn't for Io Shirai. It's actually for the count-out MVP. So you so look at the shirt. Uh-huh. Yeah. Gold and baby. Then, do you remember who Io Shirai dated? <laughs> Evil baby. Let's go. Yes, sir. Oh, what a show we're having here, folks! What a show! I might have broke the mask. I'm not gonna lie. You, to you. You're wearing that. You're wearing that Eoshirai mask, the like the tiger style, tiger mask style mask, like like it's a beret. You know what we I mean? We call it. We call it the Queen's Quest style mask. Thank you. My apologies. My apologies, sir. See, I'll just I'll just hold it up like this, like she does. Perfect. The whole time. Perfect. And then you'll but yeah, it. let's talk wrestling, eh? Let's talk um, about the ladder match, the stairway <laughs> to hell. Gigi Dolan, JC Jane win the match, defeating Io Shirai and Zoe Stark, who were the champions, and of course, I'm so Hartwell happy about it, Ryan. And Persia Friday. <laughs> this match was awful. <laughs> this match it? sucked. Okay, hear me out. Io Shirai was really good. Everything else, very bad. Io Shirai put her life on the line. I think Io Shirai did the best with what she had. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, they had her fight like Persia Parada and JC Jane the week before this. So, like, she was already, she was prepared. (laughs) Uh, You know, it makes me sad. It makes me really sad because Io Shirai is like the reason that, you know, I like things. (laughs) I like wrestling. I like women's wrestling. I like Joshi. And she has to wrestle Persia Parada and JC Jane. I'm not going to say anything about Gigi Deline. Like, I've seen Priscilla Kelly have good matches at least once or twice. So I'm not going to say anything bad about her. But when she had the team with Zoe Stark, who's, like, so unlikable. <laughs> like, she's just very unlikable to me. And this match did kind of suck. But it had the result that I think everyone expected. And that is toxic attraction on top. Yeah, uh, what was frustrating about this match to me is that, well, yeah, there's many reasons why this, they did not don't don't know how to climb ladders and they're botching spots and breaking stuff and it's just real bad. But um, uh, you know, the the good producer of matches would probably have this match, you know, built around Io Shirai and like maybe Gigi Dolan. Maybe Hartwell. But to me, watching this, it felt like the match was built around Persia Parada. <laughs> Persia Parada had like several minutes of just wrecking shop. And it's like, Persia is not a good wrestler. 
folks. She's terrible. JC Jane was doing stuff in there. It's like it was built around the people that had like are not that great and not a lot of ladder experience. <laughs> it's like, what are we doing, folks? Why are we building a match around these people? Build them around people that are, you know, it you the common thing in wrestling. You know, accentuate the positives. And I feel like this match accentuated the negatives. And I was very mad and upset about it. Well, it's 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 kind of funny to me because they literally had a ladder match the day before on Raw. Yeah. It was actually it was actually like good because you yeah. know, they had wrestlers that are competent of ladders. Uh but then that that because that match happened the day before out of the blue, and this match was announced a week in advance. It made it like demoted this match even more. You think Vince cares? You think Vince even knew? Like, I know we all like, well, Vince is clearly writing this. No, he probably just told them, hey, I want them as champions called today. Uh, here's my thoughts on the match it stunk. Let's get Io Shirai out of NXT, out of WWE, and move on. That's all. Like I, good for Toxic Attraction. They are like the main stars of NXT 2.0 for some reason, and uh, we have to just accept that. It's because Toxic Attraction are sexy. Have you seen JC Jane walk? Listen, listen. I didn't know who JC Jane was before like a month ago. And please don't. Let's not. You know, just talk about her walk. I was. I have no idea what you're talking. <laughs> look at look at watch JC Jane teaming up with Gigi Dolan early and now and you'll all see I'm what gonna do about. is just watch her walk and it's gonna be like the weirdest thing ever I'm like what am I doing why am I just watching JC Jane walk um You're I think off the rails on a crazy train I did not so I'll be honest I I'm talking about this match no no, no I'm moving on I'm moving on okay. I purposely did not watch any of the, like the haunted house segments I skipped through it or the bullshit NXT party segments well <laughs> I will give you the takeaway of the NXT party segments uh Cora Jade is gonna win a title very very quickly uh I don't know they just try to get her on TV all the time Grayson Waller sucks <laughs> like he's just the worst. They're they're and, turning him heel by having him hit on Cora Jade and 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 uh, do illegal things towards L.A. Eli Drake or whatever his name, L.A. Yeah, Knight. He, he's just he's just being a creep. Yeah, and uh, and then Trey Cam Baxter's gonna swoop in. Yeah, baby. And Cameron Grimes is screwed. That's that's about all I got from the party segments. Remember, so, remember when Cameron Grimes was the million dollar champion? No. Joe Gacy I was the WWE champion. Do you? Because I don't. Joe Gacy took on Malik Blade in a squash match. How do you? We never. We have not talked about Joe Gacy at all in this program. Thoughts on Joe Gacy? Better left unsaid. <laughs> I understand. Like the point of the gimmick is to like anger people, and it's working. Uh I'm just waiting for the side that like, you know, explodes because clearly we're going to get that. Cause he has, um, you know, Snitsky with them. So <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> all right. I'm done with Halloween. I'm done. I hate this holiday. I'm done. I'm done. We're, we're switching back two matches in and you're already ejecting on we're uh, done. The costumes. We're done. Absolutely done. 
moving on. Let's keep talking about NXT Halloween Havoc. <sighs> Joe Gacy. I can just tell you're already done so with me. Oh my god. I'm not done with you. I'm done with this card. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Let's go. Let's we'll get to the him. The man is here. We'll now the him. show's fixed. Roderick oh, Strong in a non-title match beat Odyssey Jones in in three minutes for some reason. I don't know. Entirely, <laughs> you're constantly adjusting. <laughs> if you're not watching the show live every Sunday morning with us, then uh, what are you doing? Sunday morning, rain is falling. I feel Uh, like last week was me going crazy and this week is you going crazy. Yeah, yeah, but I got my mans behind me, so we're all set. Uh, Roderick Strong, Diamond Mine, best part of NXT. Yes. I'm really enjoying Diamond Mine. I don't know why. I don't know why Odyssey Jones is out here and what's happening with this. Except for this man. He's the best part. But then it's them. I I like Diamond Mine a lot. Odyssey Jones got squashed via knee. He just lost via a knee. Like, that was it. There was no finish. It was just the knee. And uh, at the end of the day, who cares? I care, man. I want to care. I want to care about this. It's so fucking bad. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, That's amazing. I want to care, but it's just, you know, the worst thing I watch (laughs) on television. It's it's what the kids call drizzling shits. It's so bad. Oh my god, it's so bright. What are you are you taking place in the sun? Jesus Christ. <laughs> I was trying to get a light. I'm gonna All continue right, while you figure out what you're doing. Mandy Rose <laughs> took on Raquel Gonzalez in a Chucky's Choice treat or street fight, trick or street fight, uh, for the women's title. Mandy Rose, of course, got the win here. So thoughts on Mandy Rose getting the win? Toxic attraction holding all the gold here. All right, thoughts on them? Raquel Gonzalez coming out on a bike and losing. Of course, she gets gets distracted by the returning Dakota Kai. Um, I was right. I was right. I called Dakota Kai being the weird uh, person. Uh, Raquel Gonzalez sucks. So as far as I'm concerned, good for Mandy Rose. I don't even like Mandy Rose. I don't really have any opinion on Mandy Rose. I understand why she's the champion. I understand why Toxic Tracks is on top, you know, because of JC Jane's walk, of course. But, uh, you know, good for Mandy, I guess. I mean, I never thought she was going to be NXT Women's Champion. I always thought they would just, you know, eventually Vince would bite the bullet and make her Raw or SmackDown Women's Champion. So I guess we can celebrate that she's not either of those, and she's just NXT 2.0. At one point in time, I was really high on Mandy Rose. Hmm. Uh, And then she was in main roster for too long. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, when you you end up in a team with Dana Brooke, your career kind of ends. When you just go into main roster, it just... Eats you alive. It just, it just, the meat grinder, the meat grinder mm-hmm. on your wrestling skills, dreams, hopes, <laughs> just <laughs> everything just dies. That's what you're saying. Yeah, I'm Lance Archer. Everybody dies. Um. Anyways, next up, Fabian. I can tell how sad you are. We had such a good conversation, Ring of Honor. And then you're like, gonna talk Dude, about Halloween. Havoc. NXT 2.0, NXT 1.0 right at you know in the poppy era was at least had like a good match here and there like a, a pretty good like it was still like the booking was all over the place and it was stu- super weird and i didn't like it uh but they still had like a good match on television every once in a while oh and- are we talking about 
um, NXT 1.0 as in not like TV era. Is that what we're, is that what you're no, no, talking I'm about? Talk, I'm talking about a couple months ago, the poppy era of NXT. Oh, yeah. It like, definitely had a good match here there. Yeah, it was a good match. They at least had like a three, three and a half star match every week or so. I don't know what you're talking about. The main event was a great. But, great. but like now it's like it's Pain. worse. <laughs> it's supposed to be attracting to like kids of our age, but like, sorry, not kids manly men of our age and there's fucking they they got a guy on there that's making fun of us and joe gacy (laughs) they're making fun of my intelligence by having chucky here which is fucking straight out of wcw 2000s era they got they got the own crowd booing kids just because they didn't agree with a child wrestling Oh, I already got into that last week. I'm not doing this again. <laughs> you're trying you're trying to work me up. I can tell. I can see it in your face. You're trying to get me there, and I will not go to that dark path again. Instead, what we will talk about is how MSK lost. And okay, MSK lost their titles to Imperium and a Lumber Jack Lantern match. This was a really good match. I really I think this to me, this is my match of the night. I really like this match. I agree. I, even though I just said I don't have any good matches on the show anymore. I thought the last two matches were good. Yes. I, I, I like the last two matches. I think this was better. Uh, but obviously the big talking point out of this is that, hey, they have one billion people outside the ring and zero of them catch uh, Nash Carter and Marcel Bartel uh, as they do a cutter to the outside. Oh, my God. I was like, they just they just let him sink right through all of them. Wow. That was pretty bad. MSK is great. All they do in NXT now and the performance, I, like the problem is, is like now that it, like this is what NXT is, I don't know what the performance center is supposed to be teaching these people. They spend hours upon hours learning how to make faces when someone kicks out of a pin, but they can't tell anyone how to catch people or do dives or do anything or like do top rope moves. Like, what are we doing? What listen, are we Ryan, doing? Listen, listen. Not everyone's a genetic freak, okay? Not everyone's built different, like Braun Breaker. Not everyone is as great. You know, sometimes you have your Boas. Sometimes you have your Trick Williams. Sometimes you have your Joe Gacy's and Harlan's. And, but, you know, you, you open up the door after all of them. And what you get, what you get is a genetic freak. I feel like I feel like we got a uh, some some the impressions coming real fast, folks. Well, let me tell you, MSK versus Imperium, very good match. Imperium, very good. They're also ripped out of their minds very randomly, and uh, MSK, very sad that they just had them lose the titles after like all of that. <laughs> like they're like this was the first week they were getting cheered in like months, and they're like, "You no title, goodbye." So that was funny. I don't think I think I don't think this NXT plans. I don't think NXT was expecting MSK to get cheered. I don't think they were going out there to be heels, but I don't think they were expecting to be cheered. I think their thought was like they're getting booed. Let's just turn the titles off of them and maybe hold them out for a little bit and have some rehab for these guys. Uh, and then we can have Imperium take on Josh Briggs and Brooks Jensen. 
I think those are their names. <laughs> don't remember. They're the worst. We don't talk about them. I will never give them the time of day. I do not like Josh Briggs. He does not get any of my care. NXT title match, of course, was your main event. Tommaso Ciampa defending his title against Braun Breaker in 13 minutes and 50 seconds. And he does it successfully. So, of course, Tommaso Ciampa, they were teasing all night. Everyone was expecting Braun Baker to win here, but they were teasing all night title changes galore. And then it and then it became obvious to me, oh no, Ciampa's gonna win this match. And then he did. He retained. Braun Baker Breaker is not your champion. As a, as a Braun Breaker stan, how do you feel? I think it did more good for Braun Breaker actually than anything else. Uh, I think the way they had him lose. You know, because he's a genetic freak. And he said it on the broadcast. I don't think enough people were talking about this. Uh, Just name him Steiner. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Ron Steiner. It's it's perfect. What, um, you, were, you were like the day before his debut, he was called Rex Steiner. The day of his debut, he was called Rex Steiner. And then they're like, last second. Oh, no, no, no. Braun Breaker. <laughs> well, Braun was easy because like that's his name. But Breaker, I don't know why. Uh, I thought. I still think they should have crowned him right then and there just because, you know, big impact, boom, here you go. But I kind of like the story of him having to, you know, he's still raw. I mean, this was like his fifth career match. Yeah. Maybe. I might might be over shooting here. I'll look look it up for you. But. This is his fourth match ever. Yeah. So, like, the way they had him get, like, Champa had to hit him with everything. He had to hit him with Willow's Bell. He had to hit him with Fairy Tale Ending. He had to hit him with a DDT on the cement. He had to hit him with knee after knee after knee just to finally put him away. And I thought it was just the great way that they did it. And at the end of the day, this is what you have to remember, Ryan. You want a friend? Get a dog. Yeah. Woo. I, that's my favorite thing ever. He is the best. He is absolutely great. I can't wait till he wins the title. Like, this is legitimately the only reason I'm watching NXT 2.0 anymore is to literally watch Braun Breaker. Annie Shirai, but, like, I don't want her to be there anymore. So. Who's the North American champion? Oh, Carmelo. I like Carmelo. Carmelo, yeah, okay. They're doing Carmelo and Johnny, so you actually might get, like, a match that is worth watching. What about what about putting the North American title on Braun Breaker? I'd say put all the titles on Braun Breaker. <laughs> you put the women's title on Braun Breaker. You put the tag titles on Braun Breaker. You put the NXT title on Braun Breaker. You know why? Why? You know why? You know why you why? put all the titles on Braun Breaker? Because he's a genetic freak. Ugh. My concern of Braun Breaker moving forward is what. You know, seeing the rest of NXT. Yeah. <laughs> what is Braun Breaker gonna do? <laughs> uh, he's just gonna get another title match. They probably won't even like move him away from like the main event scene. They're probably gonna be like, you know what? He lost the first time, but here's what we'll do: we'll just build to a second match. Uh, the WWE live him, show. Yeah. <laughs> they're sending him and Champa to the UK because they realize. Braun Breaker is their must-see talent. I legitimately saw people on Twitter be like, oh, Braun Breaker's coming? I have to go. Yeah. And I was like, that tells me all I need to know. He's over. This guy, he's over. He's four matches into his career. 
and he is the man. And you know why he's over? Do you know why he's over, Ryan? Why is that? Because he's a genetic freak. Let's go, baby. Yeah. We need to move on from NXT. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I've been trying to. Well, uh, we. What? We what? About- the problem is also of NXT, the Halloween Havocs, and just do the quick business aside real quick, is that it popped a rating. They're going to keep doing these shows like this. No more takeovers. Yeah. We didn't even talk about the LA Knight, Grayson Waller, vampire costume and We're not going to. We're not going to. We didn't just, talk about any you know of the what we're going to talk about? We're going to talk about anything else. The, we're going to talk, talk about the things that take place inside the ring, not outside. Because that's what matters. That's what happens in ring post radio. We're talking about the things that are inside the ring post. Is that something? <laughs> Ron Breaker, baby. <laughs> He's so massive. He's so massive. And he'll only get bigger. Anyways. I'm new, off the rails today. New okay? Japan power struggle happening yeah. this Saturday. Uh, this Saturday. There is a nine-match card here. Not doing a one-night, two-night gimmick. It's nine-match card. A bunch of stuff. Uh, to big shows. I might just skip over the first three matches. Uh, unless not, you... not the big show. Big shows. Yeah. Well, well, it is evil. He's back, baby. He's back. Um, the I... one true IWGP heavyweight champion. The one true double champion. The one true ace of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Hiroshi Tanahashi. I think you've gone full bit mode here. I think er- like every yeah. I need to. I need to. <laughs> I need to come back. Okay, I'm ready. Let's uh, actually talk about wrestling. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll just quickly go through the first three matches because I don't think either of us have any big takes <laughs> on them. Um, we got a uh, young lion match. Uh, Kosei Fujita <laughs> and Ryohei Oiwa. I don't remember which one, but one of the guys is the uh, young lion that like. In his first match ever, like broke his arm or something. Uh, I don't remember which mat, which uh, young lion it is, but it's one of these guys. Um, they're coming back soon. If it's not sounds painful, uh, they're taking on Doki and Yoshinobu, Yoshinobu Kanamaro, um, Trios match, Tiger Mask, Kogi Makabe, and Tamaki Homa versus Gato Chado and Tonga Loa. That's a banger. Of like banging my head together, Master Master Wado, Ruski Taguchi, and Yuji Nagata versus Bushi, Hiromu Takahashi, and Sanada. Those are the first three matches on this card. But we're moving into the match that I think Scotty is most intrigued whatsoever, and that is of course the never open weight six man tag team title match with Hiroki Goto, Tomo, excuse me, Tomohiro Ishii and Yoshihashi defending their titles against Evil, Sho, and Yujiro Takahashi. It's time the jobber loses. It's time Tomohiro Ishii drops the damn belt. It's time for New Japan to once again be evil. Uh, I'm actually looking forward to this match because (laughs) Goto, Ishii, and Yoshihashi have had a very good reign. And I think Yujiro had, uh, showed a lot in the G1. I think he showed a lot to the um, interest people. Uh, show's very good. I feel like we haven't seen Show actually do anything in like a very long time. I know he wrestled like a Young Lion match a couple of times mm-hmm. during the G1, uh, but I'm excited to see him. And of course, 
big papa pump evil over here you know he's our guy he's the count on radio man so you should be also cheering for him ryan well uh, i'll look this match has there are some parts of this match are gonna be very good honestly yeah yeah because yoshihashi and evil like they decided to put on a great match in the g1 yoshihashi and evil have legit actual good chemistry together uh, show and Ishii also have good chemistry together, and they put have put on good matches before. And Yujiro and Goda will also be there. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah, yeah, that's exactly what's down to. Uh, Dick Togo will be there. Don't you forget it. Uh, <laughs> I don't want you to forget about him. He will be there. Who 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 gets Garot wired in this match? Ishii. With his fake neck, Ishi does be funny. He tries to do it on Ishi, but he can't find the neck. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the exact angle. They'll or, probably or, do. Or or Ishi is like getting garot wired, and then he like with his neck pulls Togo back in, like whips him back into the ring. <laughs> Just his... all I need to hear at the end of this match is Kevin Kelly in pure sadness go. Everything is evil because that will mean it's house of torture time that's who i'm picking to win it's time to put over the heels legitimately like i know people like probably like what the hell is wrong with this guy i'm not even kidding you legitimately should crown them as champions because you just made this new subgroup in bullet club they should probably have something you know to their name no, I, and I am going to agree with that. I do think that uh, Evil Show and Yujiro are probably going to win here. I think it's actually the right move, uh, especially with, um, in a weird way I'm saying this, especially since Shibata is back. You can, oh, yeah. you can prep Shibata and Goto for a tag match at Wrestle Kingdom, and that's the rumor, obviously. And then Ishii and Yoshihashi. It is? There's a rumor going around. That's, well, at least the rumor is that's what people want. Is that they're expecting like Wrestle Kingdom to be a tag match of Shibata and Goto versus Kenta and somebody else, whoever that may be. Amazing! Hell yeah! I mean, I would do That's... it. I, I would do it based on how many people are injured and who I can't get into the company. I'd do it based on Shibata's wrestling. <laughs> also, a good point. Uh, New Japan King of Pro Wrestling title match: Toru Yano uh... versus Great Okan. <laughs> Uh, I believe I don't believe a pick has been made yet, but I know that uh, gr- <laughs> that Toru Yano uh, has been wanting a, just a straight up like amateur wrestling match, um, whereas whereas Great Okan wants a uh, a kiss my feet match. I believe I believe Toru Yano is winning the poll. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> you said that so like i believe he is but i have no idea and i kind of hope i'm right but at the same time i have no idea and i am worried at the same time uh i don't care about the kopw cup at all i have never seen a match that had it on the line i never will no i did not watch chase owens versus toriano thank you for asking and i probably will not watch this unless they do an amateur wrestling match because i think that would be actually really good with great okan and, and yano to an extent well yeah well that's yano's background is yeah. an amateur 
wrestler. I, I'm intrigued, but I have see, my expectations are so low. I am worried. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I don't know what to expect in this. Great Khan has this amazing, amazing showing in the G1. People start to believe in him, and they say, "All right, you what's, know what? What's the first match we could do out of the G1 climax?" Him versus Yano in a kiss my feet match. <laughs> if I don't know if that doesn't write checks, I don't know what does. I like to imagine he pitched that as a way to like no one's gonna vote for this. I, I, we both want the amateur wrestling, but I have to put up something, so I'm gonna put up something so dumb did. and bad <laughs> that no one will want to watch. Great Khan's hilariously like uh, he's an odd one, but he's very funny. What? Why did they do a KOPW title? Why did they make it? Never forget that Okada and Sonata were in the first match for it. I just want you to remember that. They had nothing with for Okada to do, and they were like, you know what? We'll put him in this stupid match. And you know what? Sonata to do. We'll, we'll stuff him in that. And don't forget that in kayfabe, Okada's the one that invented this title. <laughs> In kayfabe, he made this up. Uh, yeah, while well, he also buried the world title just three weeks ago. <laughs> IWGP Junior Heavyweight Title Match: Robbie Eagles versus El Desperado. I think this match is actually going to be pretty good. Honestly, I'm oh I'm, yeah, I'm excited about this one. I enjoy the junior title matches. I just wish they had more juniors over there. Um, I think you know they have so many Western talent ready to go whenever the world allows it, that the junior division is going to be awesome in hopefully six months or so. Uh, But this match is good. This is really two of the top three in right now that are over in Japan in terms of the junior heavyweights. Can't complain. Desperado wrestles a great style. He's more of a heavyweight styled wrestler, but wrestles, you know, in the juniors division. And I think Robbie Eagles has been really good as champion. Of course, he is a double champion now, which is weird, but that is what they went with. So I like I like how he's he's a double champion with Tiger Mask, which is strange. But I also think it's hilarious because in Robbie Eagles debut, he was in a tag match against Tiger Mask and Jushin Thunder Liger, and he pinned. I think he pinned. I don't. Know, I don't. Might have been a submission. Uh, Jushin Thunder Liger in that match. So I just mm. think it's funny that he, like he took out Liger, and now he's replacing Liger as a tag. Team I miss partner. Liger. I miss it's Liger fun. too. Um, Their team name's Flying Tiger. Very creative. Very smart. Very good. Love it. I'm very intrigued to see how this match goes. I think Robbie Eagles is a very great wrestler. I think El Desperado is even great. Uh, even, I don't know what I'm saying. Greater. Greater as uh, than Eagles. Better. I'm <laughs> expecting a very solid, well-worked match here. I, you know, mate, ha, can flirt with match of the night. Probably won't be, but can flirt with hey, it at the very least. Do you know the stardom pay-per-view this week? This week? Yeah, I found, out, I found out yesterday that there was a stardom pay-per-view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't wait. Anyways, continue. Maybe we talk about that instead of War Chamber. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I can preview that. I can take over the lead for once. I, I could do something of use. <laughs> he does the 
<laughs> IWGP US heavyweight title match Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Kenta. Ooh, ooh, ooh. It's gonna be amazing. It's gonna be great. Uh I think Kenta's gonna be serious. I th- I don't think he's gonna be the uh win by any means necessary like he was in the G1. And I think he was very enjoyable in the G1. But I think he's gonna bring it. Uh, I liked their match at Wrestle Grand Slam. I think that's when they wrestled last. Yeah, I think that's when it was. Yeah, because those are the only big shows they had during the year. Uh, I think that match will be very good. Probably, it won't be the match of the night. I think we all know what will probably be the yeah. match of the night. But a ve- I'm very happy the U.S. title's over there. It gives yes. more purpose to the cards. Yes, especially since they, they got rid of the IC title. I think having the U.S. title over in um, uh, Japan is good for the company. Uh, obviously, they had it over in America to have that, but then they established the strong title. Um, so having it back, having the U.S. title back in Japan is a good thing. Um, so Hiroshi Tanahashi, I, I feel like he's going to retain here. Um, I keep, the, I say keep the title on Tanahashi for a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the idea of Kenta going here. I think the match can be pretty good. You know, it's Kenta. Um, Kenta brings it if he wants to bring it because he, he can't always bring it all the time. You know, this isn't Ring of Honor Kenta going back to our early convo, you know, <laughs> I, but I think it's interesting to have Tanahashi hold the title. And we can see maybe maybe they're just doing that so that they can build to a Tanahashi Moxley match for the U.S. title at Wrestle Kingdom or something. I don't know who the hell knows with these Wrestle Kingdoms and quarantines and all that jazz. Um, uh, but Kota Bushi's gonna be back. Kota Bushi will be back at some point, uh, presumably right before cutting it, cutting it uh, right on right on the money there, uh, Abushi. Yeah. We'll see what happens there. Hopefully no complications come up, of course. So I, I'm expecting Tanahashi to win this match. I think this would be pretty yeah. good, but you know, I'm not expecting I'm not I'm 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 not expecting four stars, but at least three. I mean that's probably Yeah, I think if say. Kenta goes, it can easily hit four. It's just a matter of what Kenta we get that night. Because again, like you said, it's it's hit or miss sometimes with him. Yeah. Um, who knows? Maybe like he loses and then they start attacking Tanahashi after the match. They being Bullet Club and Shibata comes back because I just I just want Shibata again on the show. I was trying to see. Um, when did they did they wrestle last? Did they wrestle last year? Is that what it was? was that who uh, Tana and Kenta? Kenta? No, they wrestled a few months ago. No, oh, I guess I didn't watch that match. Interesting. <laughs> well, whatever. Uh, IWGP World Heavyweight Title Number One Contendership Briefcase Match. Even though the briefcase is not a briefcase, but rather the title itself. Wow. Uh, Kazuchika Okada uh, defending that briefcase title belt against Tamatanga. Match of the Night Contender. Here we go, baby. Woo! Everyone's been bearing. Go way too long. Er- yeah, this match is first of all, the match is gonna go 30 minutes. Second of all, um people have been burying this match on Twitter and saying it's gonna be bad. Guys, the match was pretty good in the G1 climax. Why do we why do we now all of a sudden be like, yeah, that match was great in the G1 climax, but it's gonna be awful here? 
I don't understand that wrestling Twitter, wrestling podcasts. I, I don't want to see it a second time, but it's definitely going to be fine. Yeah. Like, I think... It's, it's Kazucha Okada in, like, the proper Rainmaker form, and Tamatanga has been stepping up. You yeah, know? yeah. I mean, he just got to take his vest thing off, and he's instantly, like, five times better. Tamatanga is, like, a Dragon Ball Z character where the vest was <laughs> weighing him down, and now that he has it off, he's way better. It's true. There's no lie there. Uh, I think this match will be good. I do think it will be good. And Okada's winning, by the way. Not not, not much secret there. Uh, I just love that, like, in the graphic for the show happening, they have the title. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, that doesn't make that puny little world title on the bottom look terrible at all. Not at all. Because it's very funny that it's on top. Because I know that's how they always do their cards. But it really makes that belt look so stupid. I like the idea if we wanted to be the chaos promotion, yeah, Tamatanga winning. <laughs> then let's just let's um, no, just that, explode that's, that's, that's the not world. How chaos works? Chaos is Okada, actually, Ryan. I don't know what you're talking about. Chaos is Okada's group. Tamatanga's in Bullet Club. Look, you know, if, ha- if song, House of Torture is actually in this promotion, then Tamatanga's got to win through Garot Wire means. I just wanted to tell you that you were off with the chaos idea. <laughs> just saying. IWGP uh, World Heavyweight Title Match: <laughs> Shingo Takagi versus Zack Saber Jr. This match was very strong, very very good in the G1 Climax, and they're doing obviously the repeat here. I'm not expecting Saber to win here. Obviously, I don't think anyone is. But what we're expecting is a great match, and I think uh, he'll deliver. Match of the night. One of t- one of Shingo's best title defenses. So far, uh, I don't know how many he has off the top of my head. I guess there's not many. He has the match I'll, with Okada. He has the match with Evil, which you know, <laughs> funny to think about. Uh, <laughs> he 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 won the title, or you know, the vacant title against Okada. Oh, he's defending against Tanahashi. That match was great. I yeah, then the match. Tanahashi match in the Tokyo Dome, and then the other MetLife Dome against Evil. Oh. Well, this is definitely going to be one of the best of his defense. I was what correct. a great reign. Like going Okada, Tanahashi, and then base, Saber. Base, base God Evil. <laughs> hey, excuse me. Give some respect to Gringo Loco. <laughs> I remember how angry people were after that Evil match. They're like, this isn't the Shingo Takagi classic I wanted. And I was just sitting there thinking like, listen, I don't know if you know this. But not every single match needs to be this work great class. Okay. But at the same time, if Evil ever, you know, wanted to stop with the heel stuff for like five minutes, they would actually have a great match. Yeah. I think I think they could have a solid match. But otherwise, Zack Sabre Jr. Shingo, I think this is gonna be a very good classic match. I am expecting, you know, to throw stars of this match. I think this match will be very good. They have good chemistry together, and I think Zack Sabre Jr. Yeah, like you're right. I think it's gonna be a money match here. I I think Zack Saber Jr. putting on a lot of muscle recently, and I'm really loving it. I was not expecting it. I was quite surprised. He took off that that tracksuit, and then it's like, whoa, baby, <laughs> whoa, hold on. Yeah, when he did that, I was like, holy shit, this guy's swole as hell. What He's happened? Uh, 
And uh, I think and I think that muscle only lends itself to an even better match against Shingo. Against I would love a Zack Saber Jr. IWGP World Title reign. Oh, it's yeah. not happening now. It'll, I don't think it'll ever happen. Honestly, probably won't ever happen. But I love one. Like I think he's in like complete form now as a wrestler. I think he's combined um, his submissions and his technical work with some like very good striking. Um, and I think he would be a great champion down the line if they ever wanted to do that. Who knows? They made Osprey champion in like two days. Like it, it happened in like seconds, felt like. Uh, so you never know. Um, you know, well, this will be the third uh, world title match within the past like, you know, month. Mm-hmm. All different world titles, though. Just remember that. Osprey's defended his, Okada's defending his, and then Shingo finally gets to defend his. So the real question at the end of the day is, will will Okada be holding all three at the end of Wrestle Kingdom? <laughs> Triple gold dash. Get into Except it. Except they're all the ti- the same title, and they all count as the same thing. And it's very confusing. <laughs> and just, everyone's ignoring the IC title. <laughs> yeah. Every, well, it's because Okada brought the old one back. Everyone's like, well, that's good enough. <laughs> And and Naito's like, well, hold on, what about that? What about the IC title? Abushi <laughs> Abushi is like, hey, hold on, guys, what about that IC title? I thought I, was, I like that. Shinsuke Nakamura comes back and he's like, whoa, hold on, what am I supposed to do here? Where is my belt? What <laughs> happened? What, what happened when I was gone? I, I leave for surf. two. I, I leave for s- two minutes, and, you, and my kids are out of control. I go to surf for five years, <laughs> and you get rid of my belt. <laughs> Oh man, I think this match is going to be good. Um, I don't know what's going to happen at Wrestle Kingdom. We'll find out in a couple months, I guess. Yeah, you know what? The show really peaked when we talked about Ring of Honor. That was the real conversation. Everything else, it's to, Halloween. If you want to talk about shows peaking, let's talk about. Well, do we? Hold on. <laughs> are we doing? Are we calling on all to do stardom, or do you want to talk about? A MLW pay-per-view that no one can watch. Well, we have 30 minutes left, so we can do both. Okay. So we'll do MLW first, because MLW is mid. Because <laughs> it's going to be mostly us. Because <laughs> we're never going to see it. It's just going to be... So MLW this Saturday, uh, for those in the Philadelphia area only, are doing the Again. War Chamber show. Uh, it is all going to be taped for Fusion. And I was so confused. What? So it, it appears that the Vice television deal is nothing. There's no television deal with Vice. They uh, only have their YouTube deal. They could not get any sort of television deal, and that just caused even more confusion. And they don't have. They're not for whatever reason. They're not doing the show live on Fight. Is it because Fightland did terrible? Yes, at probably. 10 yeah. PM. <laughs> Which. Like, if you think about it, it makes all the sense in the world. You're putting a wrestling show on about people that, like, only hardcore wrestling fans know at 10 p.m. after Dark Side of the Ring. Yeah, I'm wondering why it didn't work out. But we got a card here for a show that uh, no one can watch live. Because <laughs> um, for whatever reason, they only do the tickets. And they're not going to... I don't understand. I don't understand their model whatsoever why not have it live on fight why not how they haven't figured out let's be on fight why they would get more money probably on fight than watching it on youtube 
Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. Actually, they definitely would get more money because I would think so. Think about it. People would buy the pay per view. People would buy to watch this. People like MLW. But oh my god, what a difficult promotion! I think people like MLW. I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> I think you do. <laughs> That's one. That I, your I, I enjoy like half of MLW, and then there's like other stuff that I'm like, what are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing, MLW? <laughs> uh, let's, just, local, baby. let's just quickly go through this show. Uh, scheduled to appear, by the way. This is a TV taping as well. So they have all this stuff that's going to be on YouTube eventually. And then they'll have other matches that will feature the likes of Davey Richards, King nice. King Muertes, um, Los Parks, Savio Vega, uh, 5150, King Mo, Sea Stars. Well, Sea Stars actually have the match announced, but I forget who they're facing. Oh, Sea Stars, nice. Uh yeah, let me see if I can look into what that they they have like a legit actual match announced already. I think it's Sea Stars. Uh no, I don't remember. I'll look it up. Um, <laughs> um, and then who else is gonna be? The War Horse will be there. Um, Casey Navarro, Alicia Atut. Uh, so we got some matches here for you. Sea Stars nice. will be taking on Top Dogs. Who are they? <laughs> Great question. Oh no! I Dave, thought you knew. Wait a minute. Is that Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode? No, they oh, are. Sorry, that's the Dirty Dogs. Davian and Skylar. Skylar. I think Davian's good. I don't <laughs> think. I also don't think we're saying her name right. I don't know, man. Davine, Davian. <laughs> I, don't I don't know, man. I, mean, what? I don't know. <laughs> this is what happens when we talk about MLW. Oh my God. Opera Cup semifinals, TJP versus Calvin Tankman. I love me some Calvin Tankman. He had that great match with Lee Moriarty a couple weeks ago. United Empire member, TJP. Just yeah. don't forget that. Osprey's uh, coming in. TJP's already there. Yeah, Osprey's one match will probably be a tag match with TJP. Uh, <laughs> which is probably correct. I hope Calvin Tankman wins. Um, I think he is going to. I I, I expect he will. Uh, I hope. I push it. I push him to the moon. Yeah, I would push him to the moon as well. I think Cal- Calvin. T- now that Jacob Fatu is out of the or in well, kind of in the rear view mirror in a little bit. Um, I think you can throw Tankman up there. I think he's ready. Well, they don't even have. Do, they don't have like a mid. Oh, I guess the mid card title is the Caribbean Championship, but they have the MLW middleweight title. Can you, name, can you name yeah. the champion? Oh, it's Tajiri. Yeah, All right. But that's really well. Like they also have right? the one that Hammerstone has. Oh yeah, and he gave title. that up. And he gave that yeah. up. Yeah, you can put Tankin can hold the national. I think that'd be good. Speaking about guys coming in, Enzo <laughs> will be taking on. I forgot. <laughs> we take it My on. name is Enzo Amore, and I am a certified G and a bona. And you can't teach that. And this right here, this is Ryan Knightsey, and he's seven foot tall. And you can't teach that. But I will <laughs> guys in the room. How you do? Versus Matt Cross. I hope Enzo squashes him. 
I hope Enzo squashes him. It's about time. Enzo Amore is back in wrestling. Enzo <laughs> back in wrestling to piss everyone off. I, what the? Oh, my God. I got so animated. My camera just got sent. Holy crap. Really? Even though I wasn't on the screen. Do you want to know what do you want to know what the last Enzo match I watched was? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't think I do, but yes, what is it? Enzo, this happened in New Wrestling. Remember New? Oh, yeah. This was That's... this year. Oh, en- this year you watched an Enzo match. <laughs> it was this was Enzo versus Jerry Lawler in a casket match. <laughs> Oh my. The match is like five minutes long, and Jerry Lawler did not bump once, and Enzo lost. I think the last Enzo match that I watched was whatever he did with the Cruiserweight title. <laughs> Fair. Fair. Aramis oh. taking on oh. a re- What? Do you have an actual thought about this? <laughs> I'm picking Enzo to win. Yeah. 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 Uh, Aramis. We'll be taking on a res where the winner will be getting a briefcase full of cash. Aramis is awesome. I love love a res too. Yeah. This is Dario's like thing. Yeah. Which they kind of forgotten, which I think everyone else forgot. Like everyone got wicked hyped. And then they were like, all right, we're done running shows for like five months. (laughs) And now it's coming back. Aramis. Great. Arez is great. This match is probably going to be very fun. They had a match before in MLW, I think it was Alpha 1 or whatever, and it was pretty good, but, you know, have, an, have the match take place with, like, uh, some sort of stipulation. Not stipulation, but, you know, they're fighting for something that makes gives the, max, gives the match more stakes. So I'm at the very least intrigued about what will happen here. Um, Willow Nightingale will be taking on Holodead um, in a one-on-one match. Willow Nightingale has watched MLW Fusion the last episode. And and by the way, we still have the go-home episode for MLW Fusion this Wednesday. Alpha Fusion. My, Alpha. They changed the name for no fucking reason. Um, apparently, they're doing a thing, like a storyline where Willow has some sort of relationship or something. Not like relationship, but like some sort of thing with Dario Cueto because Willow apparently has Dario Cueto's on speed dial. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> what are they doing? <laughs> With Willow? <laughs> I was like, so confused. It makes sense if it was Holodead, but it was like Willow has Dario Cueto's number on speed dial or something. Oh, man. <laughs> this promotion. This is Ring Post Radio Alpha moving forward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my takeaway on the match. Yeah, when we when we reach what eighty episodes, we become Ring Post Radio Alpha. Yeah. Homicide being brought in. Uh, this is actually announced before the Ring of Honor news, but Homicide Gang coming in against L.A. Park. Holy shit! Do you remember when Homicide showed up in AEW and then never showed up again? <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> they didn't even have him on Dark or anything. <laughs> just no, his entrance music just went off. He showed up, helped Eddie and John, and left. And it was all to hype a match that was happening at the same time. It was it was hyping of a match that happened hours before. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! What is wrestling nowadays? What is the match? What are we talking about? Homicide versus L.A. Park, the L.A. Park. Oh God! WCW L.A. Park. This is there like a step? 
No. <laughs> oh Jesus. Uh, it could be fun. It could be interesting. I don't I'm not expecting greatness out of here, but it's a match that's like, you know, your Nowadays when people say dream match, they really just mean I hit randomizer on Fire Pro Wrestling and this is what I got. <laughs> yeah, people like to toss dream match and goat around like it's nobody's business, like aka impact called Mickey James the goat. Uh, you know, and dream match, this is not a dream match. This is like this is like a match. This is this is what this is. This it's is a, ma- a match. This is a match I never thought about ever. <laughs> so, Bo. that's a guarantee. So there's no way you dreamt it. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, homicide. I'm gonna pick ladder match for the open weight championship. The national open weight championship up for grabs. Interesting match here. So we're gonna have a new champion coming out of this. So I want to get your thoughts here. Alex Shelley. Oh, hell yeah. Myron Reed. Oh, hell yeah. Alex Kane. Oh, hell yeah. Zenshi. Oh. And a mystery wild card. Oh, mystery wild card. Hmm. Very intriguing. I don't know if. Well, the first three got me amped. Yeah. And then Zenshi. I don't even know who that is. Zenshi, he's like a masked luchador kind of guy. So he's going to do some. He's going to do some cool spots, probably. He. uh, I want to say. At one point, MLW did a show that was during the pandemic that was called Filthy Island. That uh, it was just like a, a show yeah. that happened in the middle of nowhere. Uh, and Zenshi had a match against, I think, Dominic Garini. And Zenshi started the match out uh, hiding in the tree above the ring. Dominic was like, "Where's Zenshi?" And Zenshi just jumped out of the ri- out of the tree, <laughs> did a crossbody on him. It was hilarious. MLW is a weird promotion. It's yeah. very weird. Uh do you have any thoughts about who will win this or hmm. who do you think the wild card will be? I get some thoughts. Uh, Myron Reed is very good. Uh, I watched Mystery Vortex 7 uh, oh, really? PWG show. <laughs> and you got a, you got that on, you got that in time? You got that Blu-ray? Uh, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Uh, <laughs> him, him and Trey Miguel versus Aramis and Ray Horace was great. Mm-hmm. So definitely watch that. Uh, but Myron Reed's awesome. I like Myron Reed a lot. Happy's moving up in the world of MLW. He used to uh, really just be the middleweight, but now he's moving up to the national openweight title. I don't think he wins here. Uh, I love Alex Shelley. I love this dude. I, I'm very upset that him and Chris Saban are just separated. Um, but I'm happy Shelley's doing things because Saban's stuck in impact while Shelley's, you know, making the most out of this, you know, seemingly instant comeback to wrestling. You know, he had to go away from impact for all that time. And now he has turned it into a lot of great bookings. Yeah. And he, Alex Kane's awesome. So I love that. I love me some Alex Kane, Alex Shelley. Um, uh, I believe he said it stated somewhere that he doesn't want to sign a contract. So that's why he's a bunch of doing like all these individual agreements and whatnot. Give me a mach- um, I just want a motor same machine guns versus young bucks match. Give me give me give me an Alex Shelley versus Sammy Guevara TNT title match. Ooh, yes. Oh, you know what you should also give? You know, you know Alex Shelley versus Brian Danielson. Yeah, why not? Let's do it. On dark. Brian Danielson versus everyone. On on, on dark elevation. Um, how dare you? 
Do you? I, I feel like the wild card. It could be anybody. Like it could be a guy from Ring of Honor. It could be like some indie Gringo star. Logo. It could be Gringo Logo. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. It's gonna. Uh. It could be Warhorse. It could be just Warhorse straight up. It won't be Wardlow. I can tell you that. It's uh, Braun Strowman. Oh my God! And all he does, he walks in the ring and then he just stands. Let up me let me give you a little guess. Alex Zane. Mm, okay. I'm just gonna pick him as the mystery guy every single time until he stops being the mystery guy every single time. Okay. I feel like he just shows up in every promotion now. So I feel like Alex Zane could be good in a ladder match. Yeah, oh yeah, totally. Um anyways, in your main event, of course, on this show that no one can watch until it happens on YouTube at some <laughs> point. Your war chamber match. You got Contra. I thought they used to be called Contra Unit, but this graphic from the website just says Contra. It is the Contra team is Jacob Fatu, Mads Kruger, um, and then the two other guys I forget their name. Awesome. <laughs> it's it's awesome. it's Joseph Samael and uh another dude that I don't <laughs> No, what his name is you're supposed to be the mlw historian oh here and you person? are i have one job on this podcast besides the bitmeister and it's to be the under the uh expert of everything else that's not mlw so you know ryan you're upsetting me that you still have your not figure out this guy's name. I'm trying to give you time. I uh, know. Uh, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I'm like, I'm in Cage Match's all time roster, and I'm just, uh, he's like, he's, um, he's, uh, <laughs> oh fuck is who the hell is this person? <laughs> who are you? Oh, I don't know. It doesn't even say on Quang. Is it Quang? No, that's yeah, uh, it is. No, it that's is. no, that's Savio Vega. <laughs> Savio. Um, uh, it's it's something. It's don't. <laughs> whatever, whatever. It's them against in a war chamber match, which is just war games. Alex Hammerstone, EJ and Duca, and two other people. It was supposed to be Richard Holiday, but they he's injured. Invisible Man style. They messed up his face or whatever. So it's supposed to be Richard Holiday. He's out of the match. So Hammerstone was was supposed to find a fourth guy, but now he has to find two other guys to be in this match with him and, and EJ and Duca. Captivating. So the top two matches on this card have three unknown participants. That's the way to do it. Yeah, yeah, bring a little excitement in. It would be really good if you know we could watch the show live, uh, but we can't. So we'll all know ahead of time who these mystery people are. Um, but hey, good for Philadelphia. Yeah, good for whoever shows uh, up. Contra should win, by the way. I, if they're moving moving on out of Contra, then I can see them not winning. But why would you have a team that has two mystery people beat Contra? Because because you can make an argument the storyline being that like Contra wasn't ready for the Briscoes. Oh my god! Oh my god! Imagine if it could be the Briscoes. I mean, that'd be weird. If I, if I was MLW, I would bring in a tag team. Now that you have two people out, I would straight up bring in a tag team. Why not? 
You know, mm. I don't, I don't see. Who, I don't, I have no idea who the oh oh no, what is OGK doing in the war chamber? <laughs> like like you know, I, uh, oh no, what is Brian Johnson doing? <laughs> Danhausen and PC. Oh no, you know what? It's Bear City Bruiser and Brian Malonis. Yeah, why not? That'd be uh, weird. Them in a war chamber match. That'd be weird. Yeah, or uh, or Eli Isom. Let's get Eli Isom in there. No, nah, dude. Let's get Khan and Moses in there. Uh, that'd actually be sick. <laughs> <laughs> that'd actually be kind of sick. Uh, but yeah, I, we... I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? From now on, we're not talking about MLW until they give us content to talk about. Like, I'm not gonna see this. I'm not gonna see any of this for like a month at least. And we're not even going to talk about it, ever. So that's like the annoying part. Usually when we preview these things, we also review them. We're not going to review this. No, what's, we're see it. what's great about this is that we just preview the next several weeks of Fusion Alpha. <laughs> true. Now we're going to start previewing Monday Night Raw, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so we're going <laughs> to preview it off of what? One match? <laughs> Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair for the Raw Women's Championship. Thank you very much. Let's preview tomorrow's episode of Raw. One match. Yeah. Where we can preview Dynamite where it has all the matches announced for We're forever. actually going to preview Monday Night Raw Alpha. Or <laughs> <laughs> Dynamite Alpha. Rampage Alpha. Ever think about that? I, I, all right. I'm I, previewing Stardom. Get out of here. I'm getting the show up. I already uh, got it up. Oh, I'm perfect. previewing it. I am on my mark well, all right do you want me match- do you want me to do you want to text it to me or uh message to me and i can run it through run it to you and then you can give their thoughts and everything oh uh, yeah that would make sense because what am i gonna do you're just gonna talk for 30 minutes oh yeah well that's pretty i mean i tried to give my thoughts on it lw don't you know that's your promotion and this is my promotion i thought you watched mlw i watched the occasional match it's not my fault that they don't show everything. I sent you the link. Uh, uh, where, where'd you send it to me? On the Twitter. On Twitter. Here we go. People are going to listen to this podcast and just be like, what happened? <laughs> and my definition, hear me out here, is that we lost it. We lost our mind. <laughs> our entire gourd have, ta- have been gone. The beginning was so good. We peaked right after well, Ring of Honor. Look, because it was Ring of Honor and then like a bunch of dumb bullshit. <laughs> yeah, it was Halloween Havoc where I dressed up and we talked about JC Jane's walk. <laughs> Stardom is having their Kawasaki Super Wars show this November 3rd, which is... Listen, listen Super Wednesday? Wars is a great name. It's Wednesday, yeah. Um, I'm going to be very tired. So get hyped, folks. I'm going to start from the bottom and work my way up. This is yeah, that's all, how the card goes. This is completely in Japanese, this website, of course. So I. Oh, you can English it. <laughs> Safari did not give oh, me the well, that's option. That's your problem. Safari. Google Chrome instantly puts on English. This is why I was going to read it. Okay, well then, well, then we'll start from the I, bottom here. I know all the wrestlers based off what they look like. Yeah, yeah. We'll start from the bottom here. We got um, two oh, ladies. No. I have no clue who. <laughs> I'm doing this. from both from My Cosmic team. Angels. <laughs> All right. So this match is a pre-show match. We'll probably never see it. Probably don't want to see it because they're both bad. My Sakurai versus Waka Sukiyama. Uh, they're both Cosmic Angels. Waka's probably going to win because uh, Mai's only wins against Waka. So let's just 
do it against each other. Oh, and yes, they're both in the Cosmic Angels. Anyways, moving on, because we're not talking about the pre-show match. I'm not even going to let you say anything, because you don't even know who they were. Ruaka. Ruaka, I think? Yes. Taking on Lady C. Hell yeah. For the Future of Stardom Championship. Yeah, there's a title on the line. Oh, baby. Uh, Because Ruaka squished Unagi last show and uh, won the belt. So that was great. Uh, Lady C's now winning. Yeah, Lady C's now winning here, right? Lady C does have a win, though. Yes, yes. But she's not winning. It'd be great if Lady C won because, you know, this is a Lady C um, pro, uh, pro Lady C podcast. But yeah, she's not. Don't 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 push that. Don't push that on me. <laughs> no, no, it's a pro lady C podcast. If you it, listen, listen, listen. We have talked about Enzo. <laughs> we have talked about JC Jane's walk. We have talked about evil. We have talked. We have talked about so many things to bring us off the rails. And for some reason, what you stop at. Is being a pro ladies podcast. I, I push back on that. <laughs> One thing I push back on. I think I think we have to figure out our uh... priorities. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Four way match here. We got uh, who is this? We got Micah, Saya Kamatani, uh, Konami, and Mina Shirakawa. So of course, yeah. Mina is gonna win here. No, Micah's probably gonna win. Yeah, Micah should win. Micah has uh, the World of Stardom title match. At Tokyo Super Wars at the end of November, and it makes the most sense. Of Does she course, have a challenge? Does she have a? Is she the challenger? I remember she is the challenger for whoever wins yeah. the main event. So she is the challenger for Utami. Uh, and there's no guarantee Konami's in this. So she, um, she got sick, or she, yeah, she had a acute something, which was like a stomach thing, mm-hmm. a digestive thing. And uh, she was supposed to come back this past weekend, but she had a setback. So that's not happening. Uh, so we, there's no word if she will actually be able to be in this match. Um, but either way, Mina Shirakawa is getting pinned. So potentially a replacement or potentially just making they'll it just, a three-way? They'll probably just take her out. Yeah. I mean, they're doing... They're it doing... was originally a three-way. Oh, I see. Interesting. Uh, well, then we'll see what happens with that, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the high-speed title, we got Starlight Kid defending against Momo Watanabe. Yeah, so the basis of this match is that Starlight Kid called Momo shit. And because Momo did not want to, Momo literally said, I do not want your shitty title. <laughs> I do not want the high-speed title. I, there's no part of it. And it's funny because they did a pre-match tape where Momo was like, no, you know, Azumi is Queen's Quest's high speed wrestler so i wouldn't want to challenge for it and then literally like 20 minutes later after the match momo just shit on the title she's like i i'm gonna win it and i'm gonna give it back to you because i don't want it and i was like wow that that was like an attack on your own tag team partner at the same time that being said starlight kid's probably gonna win because she just won the title but it should be a very good match um, we got a tag match here with <laughs> Death Yamasan and, of course, Saki Kashima, Saki Kashima. Rina and Hannon. You're welcome. I saved <laughs> Thank you. you. Uh, this is actually a tag league match. This counts. Ooh. This is part of tag league. Uh, you know, Water and Oil, which is Rina and Hannon, even though they are sisters. Very funny. Yeah, uh, they don't get along. And three of the four people in this match are Oerotai, so that's also interesting um yeah fuki ginen saki are gonna win mm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would imagine so. I imagine they'll just turn all. <laughs> yeah. Everyone will just turn against. Poor Hannon. Poor Hannon. Thank you. Um, we have another match here. Is this match also for uh, Tag League? No, because Mayu is not with Koguma and Tag League. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Uh, but we have Mayu and Koguma here. And then, of course, they are going to be taking on the team of... Hameka and Natsupo. Thank you. It's I had funny because it. the match is called a Tag League special, but <laughs> it is not a Tag League match. <laughs> Sometimes Stardom just does things that is like, what? 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, they do. Now they do that a lot, actually. Um, the team that's in Tag League is going to win. So, Hameka and Natsupoi are going to win. But it should be a very good match because Koguma is, you know, awesome. And I mean, Mayu. Mayu is Mayu. Uh, for the SWA <laughs> title, and uh, I would presume. The right to challenge. Yeah, presume the right to challenge. Uh, we have, of course, Azume challenging here uh, against uh, Shiri. Yeah, uh, they've had two great matches this year. And why not a third? This is the biggest match of Azumi's career, um, which is, you know, kind of big time. She's fighting Stardom's Wrestler of the Year, Stardom's, you know, non-world champion without but kind of it, she's felt like the world champion also because she just doesn't lose uh should be a great match but of course shuri is winning unless yeah. you know they want to do ozumi versus utami hayashida in the sumo hall because why not that would be wild they could do that but if obvious the money match we all know what it is so i don't yeah, know why well, you would do sumo, that. sumo hall is like selling at an incredible rate right now I think it's probably because of the main event everyone expects. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't think they're going to be changing that for Zoomy. The only thing that's, like, announced for the show. <laughs> it's probably well, announced, quote-unquote. Well, yeah, it's funny because, like, Shuri, Shuri's pretty much just announced for the show, but everyone's like, yeah, well, I mean, come on. Come come on. What, what are we really going to do? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but now we have to talk about this match, and this is pain. Unagi challenging the Kano for the white belt here. Yeah, yeah, it's happening. Uh, Unagi lost the future of stardom title to Ruaka at the last show, and now she's challenging. Oh, wait, no, this. yeah, yeah. Because she beat Tam in the G, uh, not the G1, the <laughs> the five star. She beat her in the five star, so she gets the match. Uh, Tam's winning. If Tam loses, there might be a riot on Twitter. You might have to run away. Um, it's gonna, it might be terrifying for the world. I don't think it's gonna happen. I mean, we talked about it when uh, Unagi lost the Future of Stardom title. That this that felt like what they were doing was elevating her, and I think this match is just an elevation match. It's not mm-hmm. going to be a title change whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, she's going to win one of the top two titles within the next two years. They just love her, yeah. um, and she's you know a good ambassador for them. She makes a lot of people like her, especially in Japan. And I think at the end of the day, Japanese promotions should book for Japanese fans and no one more. I mean, you're going to like it, you're going to hate it, but at the end of the day, that's who's going to the shows, so that makes the most sense, and I hope people get that through their mind. This match can be good. I mean, if Tam yeah. just, like, takes liberties and absolutely demolishes Unagi and then Unagi has her comeback, and you know, it can be good. Um, we'll see. We'll see. 
they're they're uh, faction partners, presumably friends. So I, you know, we talked about it during the five star when Tam is into the match, Tam can deliver. So I'm expecting that Tam would be into this match and that she. Would yeah, deliver. yeah, it's a big show. It's a big title match. She's usually on for those. Yeah, for the red belt here for the world of stardom title, uh, we have Utami defending against Suzuki. I can imagine, Scotty, you are. You are ready. Prime yeah. Yeah. So the so I'm excited because just, you know, there comes a time where you know who's winning, but mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Like for me, it doesn't matter. I think for a lot of people, it does matter. Like a lot of people are upset that Hazuki, you know, is kind of just, you know, getting fed to the dogs right off the bat. But to me, it's the ultimate sign of her having to prove herself. It's the ultimate sign of showing that she's fully back. And there is no opponent in stardom right now bigger than Utami. And it's for the world title. Um, I expect it to be a great match. Uh, their whole emphasis on making Utami the dominant champion now is very interesting. They show they did in the Takumi Aroha match. Yeah. And that's not her style. I think she's always been better, you know, fighting back. But clearly they want Shuri to be more of an underdog heading into theirs yeah and you can easily tell that story with the length of utami's reign so far i mean you can start, length of you, the rain yeah and she's just she just has this aura about her that it works yeah um her jacket now looks exactly like okada's it's actually very funny um because that's their entire goal is to make her okada yeah um for them which it it's a good business plan it's not it's, a bad idea it's working <laughs> It, it's it working. Peaked. I mean, I don't, it, if it works, it works. It, yeah, exactly. She is everything they hope for. And uh, I think her match with Suzuki will be great. And I look forward to when we, you know, talk about that Sumo Hall match because I feel like a lot of people think it's like a guarantee of who wins. But um, Utami's goal is to break Io Shirai's defense record. Yeah. And I definitely could see that happening and she'd have to beat Shuri for that to happen. So we'll have to see. Uh, we have a YouTube comment, Matthew Burrell, Utami number one, number two, and number three. Am I right? Matthew, can I give some clarification on that one? Are you saying she's just the best in stardom three times? Like I think that's every, I think that's what Matthew U- said. <laughs> like Utami's the top three and then it's everyone else. I mean, don't, don't, don't get me wrong. I love the comment. Uh, I think I think that's what Matthew's saying. Matthew, yeah. if, we're, if, we're, if we're getting that right, or, or if we're not, clarify. But I think he's saying that Utami is the best in the promotion right now. Which, I mean, it, I mean, I, I would put Shuri it would probably follow up her, I would say. But yeah, Utami is one of the best right now. And to go back on what you said about Hazuki, I think it's putting Hazuki in this match now is also one of those things. Um where they they're not they're not planning on putting the title on Hazuki. So it's like, well, let's just do the match so that we can then bring Hazuki back down. Yeah. Uh, oh no. Hazuki's going to win the white belt eventually. That's yeah, so. that's going to happen. Uh Matthew Burrell on YouTube writes, uh apparently he wrote had a previous post, but no, we did not get oh. it. The, our st- restream did not give us that post, which now that concerns me with how many times restream doesn't give us a post. Uh uh, Matthew asks, now that we're 10 months into the year, who do you guys think are the top three finish it, finishers in Wrestler of the Year 
uh, in the Observer Observer Awards? Ooh, that's a good question, Matt. Uh, hmm, in the Observer Awards, because the Observer Awards are very different from you know my own personal awards. You got to think of what because Observer Awards are voted on. Because uh, because they're, they're not we're not just talking about. Um, uh, match quality as well, which obviously is a huge thing, but we're also talking about like ticket sales, how they do for the promotion, all that jazz. Uh, Kenny Omega, Shingo, and... You, could you make an argument for Utami, honestly? Now, I mean, we, we, we were talking I, about I, her, but hold on, could you make an argument? Personally, I could. I think Dave would make an argument for her. Dave's would, been enjoying her, I, honestly. Yeah, I think Dave would do it. I mean, those would be my top three. I feel like it's instant. I mean, those are the top three world champions right now in wrestling, in my opinion. Uh, I mean, those that that would be my top three. I could see because Stardom's Stardom's business has been doing really well, especially considering the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, they're one of the highest growing promotions in wrestling behind probably just AEW in terms of popularity the Shuri which, I mean the Shuri match had did, did outstanding numbers for stardom um, yeah. and Tommy is obviously part of that they're planning I, on doing another huge ass show at the end of the year that's I live and die by that that match was their uh Kenny Okada match yeah in in yeah. like different terms yeah. uh I think what they need eventually not yet is something like Kenny Jericho, you know, and Kenny Jericho for them would be like Utami Yoshirai. Like that, that to me would be the closest thing for Jericho is a different case because Jericho is known through generations and whatnot. Sure. But I think Yoshirai is someone that people have become, have become accustomed to here in the West that that match instantly massive. Don't get me wrong. But I think that would be, you know, their next big match. But I like that question a lot. I think Kenny, Shingo, and Utami would probably be a reasonable top three. Um, if we went off based, you know, my personal opinions, I'd try to, you know, get Shuri in there. Yeah. Uh, maybe even over Utami. But when, when it comes I, to what they've done. When I think of, like, rest of the year, especially for the Observer Awards, I think yeah. about – the first thing I think about is who is – the top person and not and obviously you know we're not just talking about who has the title typically that's what it means because typically most wrestling promotions have the top guy holding the title Mm -hmm. but to me i think about who is the best from each promotion and i would argue utami omega shingo roman um that's probably it those are are definitely i think your contenders for wrestler of the year Mm mm-hmm yeah, yeah, and I think maybe 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 Lashley, but I don't think I don't, I would have I to look I would, I would look at how his ticket sales and everything were when he when he was champ. I mean, yeah, I think those are the only ones I'll be in contention, and yeah. I think Kenny will probably win it because you know he's just the most popular right now out of all of them too, which yeah. does have a that's you know part of it. Who's popular? Who has the popularity? Uh, you know, when it comes to you know, non-champ, non-world champions, Brian Danielson's going to get his name in there by the end of the year. It's a guarantee. Yeah, but I don't think he'll win wrestler of the year just win. because of the the pre the pre five months off. Yeah, five months off. <laughs> the, it was basically like WrestleMania, Fastlane, 
uh, SmackDown, five months off, and then a great run. And I don't, yeah. I don't think, I don't think that's the entire year. I think half the year. Um, no. Well, that's why I don't have Osprey on the list. I know a lot of people thought yeah. at the beginning of the year he was running away with it, yeah. um, but for me, he's just kind of he's been off way too long. <laughs> yeah, he was off, he was off, and then like, I'm that, sorry, but who's seeing his matches in? I don't even know where he's wrestling right now besides Rev Pro. Uh, MLW coming soon, baby. Yeah, this is true. Yeah, but like, <laughs> I, I think we, I think we narrowed it down. I think those four will be the top three. Yeah, Matthew thinks that Kenny will win, even though personally he would put Otami at number one. Matthew doesn't really like my o- man. Matthew doesn't like Omega, um, his reign, and he thinks he's overrated, uh, or at least the title reign is overrated. Um, but but I think Matt, I agree with Matthew is that like. Kenny is still, you know, they're doing the best business the company's ever done. Whether or not that is Omega, um, he's the, definitely the Omega you know, he's reign, helping that stuff. The Omega reign's a very weird reign to look at. And he's also about to put over the next big star in the promotion. <laughs> awesome yeah, reason. well, the way they booked some of it was like clunky. Like yeah. you got if you think about the title matches he's done, the match with Moxley where nothing worked was not great oh uh, the, the uh barbed wire death match yeah Exploded but his match wire. with phoenix at the beginning of the year was awesome mm-hmm. for the title uh his his story with cassidy and pack made no sense but that that match was good but that's partly because it was out of nowhere and then orange yeah. got injured or which Pac- is part of yeah which no orange got injured which is part of the angle though like they didn't build the match up you know reasonably anyways they had a lot of other focuses uh you know he had other matches that i'm not thinking of off the top of my head please help me uh, I'm, I'm, lo- <laughs> I'm looking up his title match history right now he had the uh, the his title reign we're just gonna look at 2021 here. yeah uh yeah. he got phoenix he had the exploding exploding barbed wire death match which i would argue was good up until the ending it was like it was like, oh, we're doing pretty good. The, well, the ends was the type of thing where it's like, all right, we're knocking off a star. <laughs> uh, he, we had Omega versus Rich Swan and Impact at Rebellion, which I that think was, was that was. Oh yeah, I he really like that won match. Shit ton of belts. We have to remember that too. Um, yeah, and AAA, he's also had decent matches as well against Phoenix, I believe, also Dragon Lee. Uh, he's about to have one with Vikingo, and boy, you're howdy. trying to deny on Andrade here, which was the. <laughs> Andrade was fine. Andrade was fine. Yeah, but, but oh. dude, Kenny Omega versus Vikingo. Oh, yeah, that's good. Hopefully, I, we get to see it. Because put it in me. Put it in my veins. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, the th- Omega three way of Cassidy and Pac. Uh, Omega versus match. Jungle Boy and Omega match. Versus, Omega versus Christian Cage. Good match. Well, I think both matches with Christian Cage are we're talking about. I think the first one's better. Uh, but I, 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 think I would. The first one had a better atmosphere. Yeah. I don't know if it's necessarily better. Like the only thing that would hold Shingo has had better matches, but Shingo is not. I don't, Shingo's part of a New Japan that's having the worst business has had in years, <laughs> so it's yeah. tough. But he's Uta- had a great year. Utami, I think, is honestly. I would put Utami up there as number three, maybe against. I mean, like I would, I would put I would I, put Utami over Roman, honestly. Personal bias, Utami's, you know, one, but non personal bias is going to be Kenny. It's going to be Kenny. Yeah. And I, I think, I don't, 
I don't blame anyone for voting Kenny. He's had three. He had three world titles. Yeah. At one point, uh, I think he did a lot. I think he had a, some good matches. I loved his match with Sammy Callahan and Impact. I think a lot of people forget about that one. At yeah. Anniversary. It was, I enjoyed it was pretty good. It was pretty good. For like, it was like an extremer, extremer, an extreme match that he doesn't usually do. Yeah. And I thought that was pretty good. Um, yeah. He's just had a weird reign. Yeah, it's just it's been, been really weird. weird. It's like uh, some people like to call it like the best, one of the best reigns ever. I'm like, I don't know about that. And I think it's funny because I saw someone tweet this of how him and Roman's reigns kind of like <laughs> Kenny's got better as Roman's got worse. If that makes sense. Like up until the last Danielson or Cesaro, I forget which one came first, uh, came last. Uh-huh. Roman's reign I thought was great. And then ever since then, it's just kind of been nothing. Yeah. Yeah. It's and an, Kenny has picked up. Yeah. So, yeah, it's interesting how that worked. Well, I appreciate the ma- that we, I should say, we appreciate the question, Matt. Um, yes. Again, thank you. Uh, I don't know why we weren't <laughs> given the, que- the, the comment beforehand, Mr. Previous Post, that makes me concerned of how many other previous posts, how many other people may be posting and we're missing. So I got to look into that uh, now. Yeah, we might have just missed like, you know, a million questions. (laughs) People probably pop in and like send us stuff and we're like, we just ignore it. That makes me so frustrated now because now I got to look into that. And I don't know why it's like that. I mean, we're getting, according to the stream, we're getting, you know, it's getting fed out to Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. But, uh, but for a reason, if we're not getting seen those messages, it makes me think now I got to look them up live as the show's going on. Which that's just more work, or maybe I should get off of restream and use something else. I don't know. I'll figure it out. Mm. Anyways, that's the end of the show. We appreciate the question here, Matt, but that's now the end of the show here, folks. <laughs> Unless there's other people who had questions. Keep spamming spamming them in, I guess. No, um, we did have questions for like years and we just missed them all. Yeah, I apologize for that. Uh plugs, Scotty, plugs. Happy Halloween, of course, everybody. Hope you guys have a good uh, safe Halloween. Um, if there's anyone listening to this that are trick or treating, or they have kids and they're going out and trick or treating, of course, be safe as always. Um, but we'll see how this next week of wrestling goes. I think. I thought you wanted me to say goodbye. I thought you. I was were, prepping. You I was off? prepping. Oh. I was <laughs> I you prepping you for the sign off, bud. All right, match of the week: Brian Danielson versus Eddie Kingston. I thought the match was just fantastic. It's everything you want professional wrestling to be. You know, you have the drama, you have the physicality, you have the wrestling beauty that is this. I, Brian Danielson's run in AEW is just like, it's been amazing. I don't know how long you can keep it up because it, it's a lot to ask for. Um, but but I, I don't think he cares. I think he's been loving the entire experience. Yeah. Yeah, and he has so many more opponents, which is so exciting. Uh, so that's my match of the week. It it just edged out Sheeta versus Deep, which was my me. match of the week. I really enjoyed that match. I thought it was asta- outstanding. I, I obviously I, I think Kingston and uh, Danielson was better, but um, Sheeta and Deep, I think they told they told a great story. Um, I think that obviously they continued the story from their previous match. I like that Sheeta got the comeuppance and that she's moving on to the tournament. Just the, also the work in that match I thought was outstanding. Um, 
so I, I I just think that Sheeta and Deeb are just putting in God's work. <laughs> like I like it was like it was great. I, I don't want I don't I don't want to like take away other re- female wrestlers in the company, but seeing this match reminded me of how great the female like the female division is in an AEW. You know it what can I mean? be. How you, great you know it what I'm can saying? Be. Yes, how great it can be. Because this match, they have they have a lot of female wrestlers, and we all want to see their female wrestlers compete. But and they do have a lot of female wrestlers that still need to get that experience under their belt. But you have in this division, Deeb, Sheeta, people that can just go out there and have killing matches, and like let's. Put those matches on. Let's while we're putting those great. And let's put on the dark instead of dark having these job squash matches that aren't really teaching anybody, except except getting camera training and crowd control training. It is let's get people facing each other. Let's get your Thunder Rosa versus Big Swole. Let's get all these other matches. I know we're. I know Tony Khan wants to save matches. But I think when it comes to the women's division, we don't need to be saving matches. We need to be having matches that help make the women all of them better. You know, oh, yeah. it, it's we're not having a rising tide that's helping all ships when it comes to the women's division. We're having a bunch of individual pools that are getting filled up with mm. more water. <laughs> that makes sense. So, so when do you want to uh, talk about you? You know, before we just sign off your, your TBS championship bracket. Oh, getting broken! <laughs> absolutely shattered. I thought about that when it happened. I was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> I had I had deep going to the finals. You had deep winning the whole. I did. I did deep winning. God damn it! I thought about it, and then I was like, "You know what? They'll probably do Jade." And I wish you were right. That's that's all I'll say. I wish you were right. But at the end of the day, great match. That's what this tournament's all about. I think that's what you want in a tournament. I can't wait for their third match, presumably at Full Gear. Hopefully, please. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, if Deeb loses, then potentially. Well, because the the TBS title match, the TBS tournament isn't happening there, the final. So, or at least I don't think it is. It's supposed to happen on the first episode, is it not? Uh, yes, 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 yes. We talked about yes, it last, so, day, last week. Yeah, so I'd I'd run back to even Sheeta on the pay-per-view. But that is it. Oh, you can follow me at Scott E Wrestling on Twitter. I'm sorry for all the uh bits and pieces. You know, I did my whole Enzo shtick, I did my Braun Breaker shtick. Uh this is it. This is the last time. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Ryan Nightsey. You can figure out how to spell that, or if you're watching the stream, it is right here. There, there, there. Um, God, what a visual gag. Um, you can follow <laughs> me on Twitter. You can get this merch if you want at countout.com forward slash merch, countoutpod.com forward slash merch. Got a countout thing. And maybe maybe Scotty and I can do some sort of like promo code where it's like you get 10% off the shirt and we'll throw in a ring post radio sticker as well. Yeah, maybe someday you'll be able to get a ring post radio shirt. That's the plan. The plan is that if we sell if we sell some stickers, then we can get start getting saving up money to get shirts for ring post radio. And that's buy some so. damn stickers, people. <laughs> if I get some sti- it's it's that. And then we'll get mugs and then we'll get caps, which which by the way, tease. Um, uh, no, no comment, but tease. 
Um, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, Matthew Burrell had more questions for you, Matthew, but uh, we're going to sign off the show here. Um, so, but we're going to, I already wrote it down. I wrote down your question. We'll be talking about it next week as well. And we'll probably oh, talking yeah. about more observer rewards as obviously as the year comes to a conclusion. And not only that, but the count, the count out uh, year end awards as well when it comes up uh, eventually. Yeah. And we'll do the Ring Post Radio year end awards where me and Ryan completely disagree on everything. The Ring Post Radio award is just going to be giving evil all of the trophies. No. And and Adam Cole. There we go. We should have we should so for the count out awards, I like maybe we just call it the evil boom award, and that's the wrestler of the year award. The evil boomer award. (laughs) Oh oh, wait, no no no. (laughs) No, 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 no. That could that could be taken very, very wrong. For the count out year end awards, I like having one specific award that is um like fun like last year was the lemonade award which was like who which company whatever made the the best out of a shitty situation this year maybe we do the over like rover award where it's who is most over <laughs> who is most over we had nominate evil adam cole. and it's all we only nominate people that are not over well adam cole is over but adam cole's over like rover yeah. buddy i don't know if you know this evil sells a shit ton of merch in japan so take it back they will do the the ring post radio sponsored award over like rover maybe that's what we'll do and then we'll announce it on the program oh wonderful well there we go who's gonna win who's gonna win the world may never know we'll find out later uh thank you everybody for listening to this week's episode of ring post radio if you'd like what we heard of course you can watch us every single week on sunday live on twitch youtube facebook and twitter uh, you can also f- listen to us on audio platforms wherever you get audio. Uh, wherever you get audio, uh, so <laughs> just, just wherever you get audio, go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Sounds. Wherever you get you sound- things, <laughs> we're there. We're there in between the waves. Uh, our dumb bits. Um, so again, thank you very much. If you like what you heard, we'll see you next week. Have a good one. Bye. This has been a Countout Podcast. Hi guys, this is Lauren. This is Michael. And this is your Dose of Death podcast. If you're genuinely curious about the world of deathmatch wrestling, look no further as me and Mike have you covered on all things in the world of deathmatch wrestling, whether it's interviews, show reviews, or everything in between. We have you covered on all things deathmatch wrestling, whether it's past, present, or future. And you're probably wondering where you can go support us. You can find your Dose of Death podcast on all major podcast platforms, especially along with the Countout Network of Podcasts. And also, you can support us on the Countout Patreon as we have exclusive content only on the Patreon for all of our listeners. We hope that you go listen to your Dose of Death podcast very soon. And see you at the shows.